93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday. It's November 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, UPS trucks will be sitting idle today as their drivers walk off of the job. That's because contract negotiations between UPS Freight and its employees union have reached an impasse. UPS cleared all of its shipments this week to ensure its network was completely empty by Friday. 11,000 drivers who are represented by the Teamsters Union could be on strike today. Last month, the union made demands that include wage increases, tighter restrictions, and limits on subcontracting earnings, protection from dock work, and more. UPS countered with a final offer, which the union members began voting on last Wednesday. If it isn't approved, drivers could go on strike today. Uh, Every five years, the two parties negotiate on a labor contract to apply uh, to UPS freight drivers. If they strike, it would be the first UPS strike since 1997 when 185,000 employees held a 16-day walkout. I remember that one. And, of course, they always come uh, close to the holidays. Close to, yeah, 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 yeah. I think maybe it's... Just to say, we're here. Look what we can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, look yeah, what yeah. We can do. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess we'll find out later today. Uh, that could be a big problem, though, because I made a lot of purchases <laughs> last week. Well, uh, you know, the, the problem and the problem facing UPS and, and all of them is that there, there are other carriers as well. So, But they, they have to look out for themselves. And but what happens? So if, if something is... I mean, so I did make a couple they of... They burn the things that they can't send. No, no. Uh, <laughs> stop. Uh, like, I made a couple of online purchases. So does it just sit then? No. Or, or will it go to FedEx or... or United States Postal Service. Uh, I, that I don't know. I would assume they'd find alternate routes of shipping it, you know? To get to, yeah. yeah they, they, they can't hold the packages com- hostage. Right, right, right. Yeah. I guess the companies would ship it differently then. Right. Okay. Uh, so we'll find out later today. The Liberty Medal is given to those who show courage and strive to achieve liberty for all people across the country. Sunday night, it was given to f- a former first couple. The National Constitution Center honored, for- honored former President George W. Bush and former First Lady Laura Bush for their work with veterans oh, on Veterans black. Day. <laughs> part of the speech. Yeah, for my part, to return <laughs> the salute of such people was the highest of all the privileges that came with the office of president. And because the Liberty Medal is presented Presented to Laura and me on Veterans Day, we will cherish it all that more," said former President George W. Bush. They're, they're looking. I mean, they're holding up they really well. They look yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think the best thing you can do is stop being president, right? And <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you gain yes. back the thirty years you lost while you were president. <laughs> can you play the clip again? Are my testicles black? God, I miss W. <laughs> yeah. I Man, miss are my testicles black. W. <laughs> The Bush's military service initiative is credited with offering employment transition and overcoming physical. Are my testicles black. <laughs> Just, and mental wounds of war. Just won't let it go. There you go, no. He did a lot. He did a lot. You know, he got this, this medal. He got yeah. this award. Yeah, he, you know, he, absolutely. Oh, and well-deserved. It was good to see them. Yes. still black. Mm-hmm. There were protesters who were shouting loud enough uh, to be heard throughout the ceremony, and one protester had to be escorted out of the ceremony. It's a great photo of uh, President Bush and Laura Bush at the Eagles game last night with uh, uh, Je- uh, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles. Uh, unfortunately, Jeffrey Lurie... Uh, Buttoned his undercoat into his overcoat. Oh my God, you're right. Oh, that's, on the, that's funny. On the official Eagles uh, Instagram post. That's a little accident. Oh so God, Steve, it looks like hilarious. he's got a coat that's half black and half gray. <laughs> he he, put, he took the coat. buttons. Look at, look at the picture. He took the buttons on his overcoat and buttoned them into his jacket <laughs> underneath. That's what pretty funny. Hell? Undercoat into overcoat. Little little mistake there. Everybody looks great. Oh my God, that's he's dressed small like, mistake. He's just like Spock's father. Watch that be yeah. the next big fashion yeah. trend. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in Back to the Future 3 where you pull your pockets out. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, coat, you, you take your undercoat and your overcoat and you button them together. Do you own that or do you just say, no, this is a new thing? You own it. Yeah. No, yeah. you well, own I mean, it. That's, yeah. that's a great mistake. That's a great mistake. Yeah.
Uh, the Bushes were still honored for all of the work they do to help veterans readjust to c- a civilian life. And then I guess apparently they went to the Eagles game last There you night. go. Yeah. The Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office is being tight-lipped about an incident involving the uh, multiple Atlantic City officials. According to the Atlantic's, uh, Atlantic County Prosecutor's website, the office said it is reviewing an alleged incident that occurred Sunday morning at the Golden Nugget Casino nightclub involving Atlantic City Councilman Jeffrey Lonteroy, Mayor Frank Gilliam, and three other individuals. Fontleroy. Uh, what Sorry. did I say? Lon- Lonteroy. Uh, Fontleroy. I only know that because of little Lord Fontleroy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, said that the incident was a misunderstanding and he was simply standing up for himself, but he didn't give any further details yet about why he needed to defend himself. There was no security involved. There were no cops involved. There was a brief argument and verbal disagreement and those uh, who actually were with those who actually worked at the Haven. That happened. We left and we went home. Now, Haven is a nightclub inside the casino. Uh, allegedly, there's video of the incident, which appears to go well beyond a verbal disagreement. It shows a violent altercation in which punches were thrown. It lasted about 10 minutes. 10? Minutes. Ten-minute altercation. Yeah. 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 Uh, Most don't last more than just a few seconds. Yes. Yeah. Ten minutes. The mayor has made no comment at this point. The video has yet to be released, and it's not known if and when uh, that will happen. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office. I think the fight in the Quiet Man is only thirteen or fourteen minutes. So that's that's a crazy. That's a crazy long fight. Yeah. Uh, ten minutes? Yes. Yeah, that's like usually it's like yeah. a few minutes, a few seconds, Less and then it's seconds. over. Yeah, that's it. All right, all right, it's over. <laughs> ten minutes. So I, I don't mean, know. Listen, we'll see. Like a UFC, like an undercard fight. Right, yeah. It's fifteen minutes. Yeah, long. right. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-five I mean, minute round. Come on. Seriously. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Oh, it's nothing. A little dust up. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Eagles returned to action last night with a loss against the Dallas Cowboys at the link. Yeah, exactly. Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott led the Cowboys to a 27-20 win. Elliott had 151 yards rushing, and his go-ahead one-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter helped the Cowboys improve to 4-5. and The loss drops the Eagles to the same record after their third straight loss at home. Washington leads the NFC East at 6-3. and Things don't get any easier for the Eagles next weekend when they'll travel to New Orleans to play one of the best teams in the NFL, the Saints, who have won eight games in a row and lead the NFL South at 8-1. What eight the and one. is this? The Sixers are on the road tonight with the game in Miami against the Heat. Over the weekend, the Sixers acquired four-time All-Star Jimmy Butler in a trade with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Butler is expected to make his debut with the team on Wednesday night when the Sixers play the Magic in Orlando. Tip-off for the game tonight in Miami is set for 7.30. The Flyers, who have won three games in a row and have points in six straight games, are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the Florida Panthers. The Flyers shut out the Chicago Blackhawks 4-0 on Saturday afternoon and have moved up to second place in the Metro Division. And the Eagles are still the Super Bowl uh, champs yes. for a little while longer. Oh, and that's oh, what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, Kathy, wants your question answered about UPS? Sure, All yes. Right, let me go to a caller. I have uh, Ashley, who apparently can answer this question. Hi, Ashley. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Wonderful. Do you work for United Postal Service? I, I do not, but I work for an industrial supply company, so we use UPS okay. freight a lot. All right. Do tell. And 
So there's UPS Freight, which is on strike, and then there's UPS Parcels, so they're separate. Ah. So the, the freight is what went on strike. Got so, it. Kathy, anything that you ordered from Target or wherever <laughs> should be okay. Oh, okay. Woo! Good. Yes. yes. The workers are striking, However, but I'll, be, I'll get my Target packages. If you ordered four tons of aluminum, yeah, not so much. you might be at the yeah. yeah. Awesome, Ashley. Thank Thanks you, for Ashley. the heads up. We appreciate it. All right. Okay, so, so parcel is different than freight. Got it, okay, got that it. makes okay. total that sense. Makes sense. Right. Well, welcome. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> welcome to <laughs> yeah. Monday morning Packages with the Pres- will Preston and Steve show. And uh, hopefully you had a, a good weekend. Uh, like I said, it's cold as you get your start today. I uh, definitely had ice on the windshield. Yes, and, likewise. Uh, we're going to start to get those really you know brisk early morning rise. I'm so excited for that. Uh, aren't you, though? Isn't it lovely? <laughs> Especially after Saturday and 30-mile-an-hour sustained winds being outside for six hours. It was just wonderful. You should have been out at the, uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, doing the Bark in the Park stuff, and, and the way I was accelerating these contests. Yeah. That's great. Move along. Yeah. All right. Woo. We got a winner. Yeah. I'm beginning to notice that all these all these dogs pretty much have the same tail wag. Let's just keep it going. Let's keep it going. I had to do, I was giving away some baskets. I was emceeing a 5K, and so it was like, uh, all right, Bib number 23, not here. All right, bib number 26. All right, bib number 42. Yeah, we got a winner right there. Come over here and get everything. I mean, it was just like ripping right through these How numbers. How many of those did you have to go through? There were, there were a lot of people that, you know, because it was so cold that they ran the race and then they got out of there. Yep. So I'm yeah. going through all these numbers and nobody's there to get the... Same thing. There were still a lot of people there. Same thing. So for the final contest, Preston, the, we had people who were supposed to come up on stage and I forget what the last one was. Dog, whatever. Dog costume or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Of like fifteen people, only two stuck around yeah. to come up on stage. I, it was. I commend your decision to leave. It was brutally windy. Oh, it's so. horrible. Uh, but anyhow, uh, we're back. Less windy conditions, just cool. So it'll be uh, it'll be no problem by later on this afternoon. It's going to be pretty comfortable. We have a few things going on today. We have new word of the week prize, uh, five hundred dollars from Ashley Home Stores that we will give to you. So cash is always a good thing. It's free music Monday. We'll do some stuff with that. We have a meet meet today. Uh, Decent Watson Real Philly Deli Tour continues. Yeah. So we're going to have Reens. Deli and Catering stopping by today. They're in the Parkwood Shopping Center, Academy Road in the Northeast case. Is there a video up of you? There is. Okay. And actually, man, I really, I love, <laughs> I know you say it all the time, uh, but I really love this place. that's a good sign, yeah, right? So, yeah, and, and, and the guy who's the owner, his name's Kevin, uh, he's like a third generation guy, started working there when he was, um, you know, it was his grandmother's place, Irene, I believe her name was, and that's why it's called Reen's. Yes. But started working there and and now he owns the place. Love it. uh, it's just it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So two weeks from today, we will begin our live broadcasting from Xfinity Live for Camp Out for Hunger. And with that, and, and I'll reiterate this message later on this morning when we have this group in, but we uh, we have a lot of fun. We do a lot of entertaining things, and the whole idea is to get you to come out. But the whole heartbeat of it all, the whole reason behind it is because people go hungry. Yes. And we want to do what we can to curb that. And so we are going to have... Um, uh, we're going to do a, a segment today that really hits home with that. We're going to have somebody uh, who has needed services before stop in today and tell us their story and why this is so important. So we'll get to you on that level a little bit later on around 745 Bizarre File. We will do that. So that is taking place. We have an announcement uh, coming up. There is a concert announcement. We'll get to those details later on. So a bunch of stuff going on. And, and oh, my God, the People's Choice Awards were last Oh, my God. Gives a crap. I watched them <laughs> very fast. Yeah. So we'll uh, I'll, I'll get you some of the winners and stuff. We'll get the entertainment report and a stupid question when we return. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This ninety three three WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. 
Hey, it's Preston from the Preston and Steve Show. This holiday season, I'm going to be buying Hannah Stone Massage and Facial Spa gift cards for my family and friends. And listen, during the Black Friday weekend, it is their buy one, get one free sale on gift cards. Visit one of their over 50 locations in your neighborhood or visit hannahandstone.com. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Do you hate coupon sales and haggling? Head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. Steven doesn't play those pricing games. Visit him at the other corner of 8th and Walnut or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thanks, Kat. So, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $50 American Express gift card, and you'll be qualified for a $300 American Express gift card, okay? So, the question that I have for you this morning is, fool's gold, which is sometimes mistaken for the real thing, is made up of sulfur and a metal. Name that metal. Mm-hmm. 215263WMMR. Let's see if you can get it correct. Fool's gold, which is uh, sometimes mistaken for the real thing, is made up of sulfur and a metal. Name the metal. Uh, birthdays today that we'll go through on Monday, November 12th, include Mr. Neil Young. Wow. Neil Young turned 73 years old today. We found out recently it's official, or at least from his own lips, or at least text, that he and Daryl Hannah are married. We're married. Yeah, which it had been uh, speculation for a couple of years now. Why were we keeping it a secret? I do not know about that, but uh, so they're, they are officially married. He is, yes, he was in the news because he uh, he was asking uh, the president to stop using uh, some of his music at rallies. That was the last thing. And he also is, remember he was behind, what was that, that, um, Audio format he was pushing. It was for the vinyl lover who wanted to have that audio quality on digital music. Oh, I don't remember like, that. Po- not, I, I, I don't want to say Pog or Pong or something like that. Okay. But he put a lot of money into it, and it went nowhere. Didn't go anywhere, yeah. huh? Mm. Do not know. Uh, but the man has written a lot of songs and uh, still continues to tour and play and do his thing. I'm very talented. 73 years old today. <laughs> Uh, it's Anne Hathaway's birthday today. Yes. Uh, Anne Hathaway celebrates her 36th birthday. I go back and forth on her. She's yeah, a really very talented, very talented actress, beautiful woman as well, but there are some roles I'm like, mm, I'm not buying it. Yeah. She can be annoying. However, our favorite film, Preston, when we get together and do our manis and petties, it's The Devil Wears Prada. Without question. Absolutely. From uh, Anne, that's, I think that's my favorite role. A lot of life lessons to be learned in that movie. Uh, that she <laughs> is in. Anybody see Ocean's 8? Yeah, I fell asleep towards the end. That's a rave. Um, well, that was on I the know, flight. Yeah, it was right? on the flight, yeah. Back from London. I saw that it was, I was. I didn't watch it. I I, I haven't heard, I haven't spoken to anybody who's seen it. So I heard I it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't great, but okay. pretty good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't mind what I saw. Okay. The Jeez. problem is I fell asleep and then I woke up at the end. So I missed the whole. You You've know, done how, that before. How, yeah. You've done that before. I've heard yep. you say that before. That's the. Oh, man. Do you go back or do you just consider it a lost cause at that point? Well, it's, Have you ruined it? Is it over? It's a lost cause. So what what will happen is I'll wait for it to show up on cable. And, and fill, just, in the, fill, fill in the fill in the blanks. There. I got you. Yeah. So she's thirty six today. Ryan Gosling has his birthday as well. He is uh, thirty eight years old. I'm surprised that first man did not do well at the box office. I mean, worldwide, it did not do well. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I really want to see it. I I don't know if it was in the marketing or what, Steve. But there was. Uh, 
Uh, I want to see it too, but there was something about the scenes that I saw that made me go that it didn't catch me. We talked about. And it. I love the space program. You just reminded me uh, some of the criticism of it was that it was uh, bereft of emotional core. Yeah. That you were, but you were seeing was spectacular, yeah. but that you weren't feeling it That's the way you feel a Medea movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. The I thing mean, that is, is, yeah, yeah, it, exactly. That goes gets to, your heart. to you. Yeah. When I saw the trailer for the first time, I was like, "Whoa, this is going to be great!" And then I got less and less interested as it went along. Uh, it's still at an eighty-eight percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for critics, so the, you know some people did enjoy I'm it. So. Definitely going to see it. Uh, and we've talked about this. I, I love this movie. I love La La Land. I wanted to hate it. I did. I wanted you to fought not it. like it. I fought and it. Yet it seduced you, and I love it. When did you know you were a lost cause? When did you know that you had turned yourself over to the lala? Probably the the second time through. Yeah, uh, the first time I was like, yeah, you know, because I'd seen the musicals, I'd seen parts of like Chicago and some of the, the yeah. ones that came a few years ago. I'm like, I'm, it's not my thing. It's not my genre. Right. And then I watched this all the way through. And I'm like, I really liked it. Yep. So the thing anyhow. is, when you, when it comes on cable, and you just you're channel surfing, and it's on there. And you stay on that channel, you're like, okay. Yep. And it says a lot, too, that they're not, like, really dynamic singers. No. Uh, but Which I appreciate. But it's still great. Yes. Yeah. And he actually learned to play um, the piano. We had Damien yeah. Chazelle in here and say, uh, for the, for, so he would look convincing. He wasn't playing, you know, jazz level, but he's doing pretty good. He's 38 today. Uh, Al Michaels, the great sportscaster. Oh, Al Michaels can eat my ass. Okay. Yeah. There's two was... conflicting ideas <laughs> yeah. well... on Al Michaels. One, a warm embracing of his career. Here. The other one, a request to eat his ass. Right. right. Yeah. The man who uttered the phrase, do you believe in miracles in yeah. the 1980? Uh, Here's a miracle. Eat my ass and see if you don't gag. (laughs) That would be a miracle. Why don't you like him? Because he said something about Philadelphia last night that I took exception to. All right. Well, what is it? uh, And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, so he can eat my ass. What did he say? Are you going to... You guys leave us in the dark. I don't on know. This? I don't are, even are you want bound to talk by, about what you happened don't know last what he Are said? you bound no. by secrecy? Uh, no. So um, at, at the end of the first half, uh, the Eagles had played uh, less than stellar football. So you were in a great mood. Um, and they by had... the way, just don't want to tell the city of Philadelphia you can eat my ass. Yeah. I know. I know, Casey. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I support you 100. percent Yeah. Okay. okay. So so See what happened? Listen, yeah. the Eagles played. Say it! What do you say? I'm not going to say it. I'm done. I'm I'll, I'll say it. Thank you. Uh, so basically, Al Michaels said uh, the Eagles played terribly in the first half, and and Al Michaels goes, "Well, it's Philadelphia, and here come the boos." Not because um, it's uh, the boos were deserved, but because it was Philadelphia. Sure. And so I, I felt that that was a bit All of a right. slight on the city. I don't okay. know if he can eat my ass as a result. <laughs> it's but, not an incorrect uh, assumption, or I mean, well, uh, it, it, statement. It, basically, they deserved the boos no matter what town that they were playing in. He his implication was that. It was of course the boos are coming because right. we're in Philadelphia. And it was kind of a snarky, dicky thing to you, say. You see this less. Casey, is there is there perhaps a happy medium? Could he tenderly lick your ass? No. Okay. No, he's going right. to eat the whole thing. All right. The whole thing. <laughs> Dig in. You're going to want to yeah. use a spoon, though. Yeah. Oh, you crack me up. <laughs> oh, wow. He's passionate. you got to love that. Uh, he's 74 Listen, years I'm just sticking up for my city. Yeah, man. My city. Not my football team, but my city. I'm sticking up for you guys. Go ahead, Preston. Okay, I, I could, I could, I could counter that a little bit with until a young therapist yeah. his <laughs> No, 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 no. Secretly, yes. secretly, yes. without saying this out loud, this city embraces that reputation. Hmm. You know what I mean? I would agree with that. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Not when Al Michaels says it. Okay, he's seventy-four today. Yeah, We're it's, moving it's on. Like, no, it's, it's like know. you can say you look fat, but you can't tell somebody else that they look fat. Right. Thank you, Kathy. Casey can go on about his small penis, but I can't say anything. <laughs> no, about exactly. It. 
Uh, Sammy Sosa is 50. He's only 50 years old today? <laughs> well, they was older than that. There's so much going on with Sammy Sosa that no one can explain. This is true. Yeah. This is he true. He is now an albino. Mm-hmm. Who figured that? Uh, David Ellefson, who is the bassist for Megadeth, is 50 years old today. A guy we've talked to before, Buck Dharma. Yes. A blue oyster cult. Celebrates his 71st birthday today. I will always be a Blue Oyster Cult fan. Me too. Two songs gets it done for me. That's all you need. A yeah. couple good songs and uh, and you're you're uh, in the right spot. So uh, Buck Dharma, 71 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw is Tanya Harding. Wow. And uh, she is celebrating her 48th birthday today. And uh, the movie was, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. I, yes. Mm-hmm. What can you say? Yeah. If there's even a small percentage of that that's you know, rings completely true, yeah. you have a different take on Tanya Harding. So she's uh, 48 today. Happy birthday to all those celebrating birthday today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Fool's gold, which is sometimes mistaken for the real thing, is made, a, made up of sulfur and a metal what metal is that? I will go to Rich and see if we can get that answer. Hi, Rich. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Rich, do you know what metal we're speaking of? It is iron. Yes, iron pyrite is the full name of Fool's Gold. So you got it right. Hang on a second, Rich. We are going to give you a $50 American Express gift card. Pretty sweet deal. You're also qualified for a $300 American Express gift card. You can catch Last Man Standing five days a week at 1 and one thirty only on 69 WFMZ-TV. So congratulations. Let's get right into stuff. At the box office this week, and number one, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Yeah. Brought in $66 million. That's a chunk of change. Did very, very well. Uh, coming in second was Bohemian Rhapsody. Still doing well. Brought in $30 million, uh, 30 plus million at the box office. Overlord came in at third. That was the opening weekend for it. The J.J. Abrams movie. It did well with the uh, the critics. Yeah. Um, so it did okay. But it was up against yes. a holiday movie. And I so. also think that uh, it will it, it will probably have legs, yeah. as they say. Uh, then you have uh, The Nutcracker and The Four Realms, followed by The Girl in the Spider's Web. Uh, a Star is Born, Nobody's Fool. Number eight was Venom. Then you had Halloween, still staying in the top ten. And the hate you give rounded out the box office. So the 2018 People's Choice Awards. So exciting. Were happening last night without a host. Last year was Joel McHale who did the honors. Uh, but plenty of presenters, including John Legend, Busy Phillips, Sarah Gilbert, and Chrissy Teigen. Do you know what's amazing, Preston? Mm-hmm. That the red carpet special before the People's Choice Awards was as long as the People's Choice Awards. Seriously. It was two hours into two hours. Oh, my God. Avengers Infinity War won the biggest awards, uh, including movie, action movie, and female movie star honors. Nicki Minaj also cleaned up. She brought in trophies for female artist and album. There were 43 awards up for grabs this year, including 13 newbies. The uh, People's Choice Awards sprawl across multiple genres, encompassing six television, ten movie, nine music, and eight general pop culture. They had a weird... uh... You know, audience and stage set up. So when it starts off, you know, they have these hip hop girls coming down a long hallway and then they go up. They had a, like like basically a fashion show runway the entire length of the of the audience, mm-hmm. which is just weird. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Infinity War had the most film nominations with seven and The Walking Dead top television with eight. And Ari- Ariana Grande had owned the music. These are nominations. Yes. 
uh, with four nods. So let me go through a couple of these, and then we'll then we'll. Uh, now, do we have any audio? Yeah, there's the not? audio. Just the, uh, so Will Ferrell and John C. Riley started off. They were they opened the evening, and of course they have the new Sherlock Holmes movie coming out. Yeah. All right, so here's a clip. Well, tell me, who votes on the People's Choice Awards? Well, that's just it. It's the people who decide. <laughs> and you can't take home a trophy unless the people say you can. If only all award shows did that. If the other award shows did that, my introduction tonight would have been, please welcome Academy Award winning actor from Talladega Nights. <laughs> yes, supporting, supporting actor. Yeah. But still... An honor, nonetheless. <laughs> nice. And uh, I what, so the Kardashians won big as well last night. And they had a weird uh, speech. They were trying to thank uh, firefighters and stuff. And they oh, actually really? they actually uh, made their win a tribute to the firefighters. And uh, listen, see if you can hash this out. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. This, this it's is been a really rough week in our home in Calabasas, Hidden Hills, and our neighbors in Thousand Oaks and Malibu. Our hearts are broken from the horrific shootings and those who have lost their lives and homes, as well as the hundreds of thousands of us that have been evacuated from the devastating fires that are currently burning. So thank you so much to all of the people that have voted for us. Um, this is such an honor. Did you make that leap there? Did you Did you make uh, that leap? Okay. Did, did There's a lot are, of fire out there, but thank you for voting for us. Did Are they dedicating the award? Or? It gets to that at okay, the end, yeah. I'd right. like to dedicate this win to okay. all of the firefighters, the law enforcement, and the first responders. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to thank the people what put out the fires. <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem very genuine it ever when right. it comes from the... You can see the guy, the guys who are really, you know, eating smoke and, and battling flames up. I got great news, guys! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kardashian movie is dedicated to us! <laughs> <laughs> like, I get to see them sitting around, like, when we win, we should, like, dedicate to somebody. So yeah. it makes us look good. Yeah. Listen, I want to tell everyone up there on the mountain, you guys are doing a great job. And the Kardashians just donated their win <laughs> to you on a few stars. I just want to carry that into the fire with you. That's the chief going yeah, yeah, on, the, yeah. on the radio to uh, tell all yeah, the guys. Attention, everyone, attention, everyone. Kardashians just donated their <laughs> win on the People's Choice Awards to you. So uh, I hope that inspires you to go marching into those flames and that super heat and that whipped up wind. No word on Little Women Ellie yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's on. keeping an eye right. on the award. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. They have to, you know, that's the only thing they uh, Oh, man. All right, so let me let me go through a short list of uh, some of the winners. Uh, People's Champion Award was Brian Stevenson. Uh, that's somebody who who uh, endeavors to be an activist for various okay. causes. Uh, Fashion Icon Award, Victoria Beckham. We we knew these people were getting yeah, yeah. this. The People's Icon Award was uh, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, comedy movie was The Spy Who Dumped Me. I already went through movie and action movie. Is that wild that The Spy Who Dumped Me? I don't even remember that. It was it, it came and went. It's with um, uh, Mila Kunis and uh, from um, SNL. I'm yeah. having a brain fart. Um, Kate McKinnon. Guy. Kate McKinnon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, male movie star, uh, 2018. Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Uh, female movie star, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Infinity Wars. Uh, action movie star, uh, Danai Guerrera from uh, Black Panther. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Then we get into reality show, the Kardashians, as we heard that competition show was the voice, uh, male TV star was uh, Harry Shum jr. Of shadow hunters, the mortal instruments. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Female TV star was uh, Catherine McNamara from the same show. Nighttime talk show, Jimmy Fallon, sci-fi fantasy show, Winona Earp. 
Yeah, it's uh, Wyatt Earp's, um, okay. like, uh, grandniece or something like that. All right. Female, and she fights vampires and stuff. Music, uh, female artist was Nicki Minaj. Uh, group of the year was <laughs> BTS. Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, the uh, I guess they're like a Korean hip-hop or Japanese hip-hop group. Okay. Or uh, pop group. Or nothing at all. Uh, country artist Blake Shelton. Album of the year, Nicki Minaj. Uh, beauty influencer. Beauty influencer, Ooh. Kat. These ears just pricked up. James Charles. Ooh, James Charles, I Don't Kathy. know the name <laughs> James Charles. Oh, and they had an animal star of 2018. Caruso, the celebrity Deshaun. Oh, oh I'm God. sorry. Dachshund. The celebrity Deshaun. <laughs> I, uh, what was, uh, who was up against? I actually, that is a good question. I watched pretty much the whole thing, and I'm, I'm sorry that I must have speed scanned past the dog award. Yeah. And then the comedy act of 2018 was Kevin Hart. Yeah. So there you go. Those are the uh, the awards for the weekend. All right. So let's uh, let's go into the for the uh, the the fires that's been taking place uh, in California, and obviously hundreds of thousands of people had to flee. Some of my family members had to get out of the area as well. Uh, and everybody's doing good so far. But uh, with that, and there have been you know 30 or so people who have lost their lives. It's yes. Been terrible. True, it's been yeah. the most deadly fire in California's history. Uh, and the celebrities are bugging out, too. Uh, so Kim Kardashian had to leave her Hidden Hills home, tweeting, I heard the flames have hit our property at our home in Hidden Hills, uh, but now are more contained and have stopped at the moment. It doesn't seem like it's getting wor- uh, you- like it's getting worse now. I just pray the winds are in our favor. God is good. I'm just praying everyone is safe. She has a couple of shots of the clouds, the plume that looked like it was coming from a volcano. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah, and I saw the uh, uh, the views from satellites and yeah, so on. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I man. got pretty obsessed with it over the weekend. I have family there as well, and it, it's really terrifying, but the scariest video that I saw was posted by Dana White on uh, Instagram, and it was this woman who apparently drove into the flames to save 48 horses. It's not his video, but she ends up driving through one of those tunnels in the in the Hollywood Hills and comes out on the other side, and it's a firestorm. It looks like a nightmare out of a, a, an action movie. And, no and And the audio that goes along with it is just terrifying. The whole time she's just yelling, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I'm watching this right now. Nick has this up. That's insane. Yeah, she, she basically... Looks like she has uh, driven into Hades, like yeah. right into the bowels of hell. How can, listen, yeah. I, that's taking your own life in danger. I mean, that's pretty heroic to go and try and save other lives. But, uh, I mean. I don't know who the person is, and, and he doesn't uh, allude to who it is either. But apparently she's okay, and apparently the horses are okay. So that's, that's miraculous. That's insane. So a lot of people were actually put, bringing, a lot of celebrities and people were bringing their animals down to the beach. I saw that. Yeah. And because, They'd be at least safe there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, so other people, Alyssa Milano fled, writing on Twitter, I just had to evacuate my home from the fires. I took my kids, dogs, computer, and my Doc Martin boots. Husband is in New York. Horses are being evacuated by my trainer. Will Smith shared his uh, flight on Instagram stories, posting uh, that uh, despite not technically being in the evacuation zone, he and his family decided to get out. Orlando Bloom hailed the firefighters as he left his flaming street. Caitlyn Jenner, now I would like to see this crew walking down the street. <clears throat> Caitlyn Jenner, Rob Lowe, Martin Sheen, and Cher. It's the next oh Ocean's movie. Uh, Listen, well, there's a safe inside the Caesar's Palace. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a wild collective. Though I was actually following Caitlyn Jenner's house um, over, the, over the deal. It had been reported burned down, then it was reported intact, then okay. burned down, and the last word is... The fire skirted the house, and okay. the house is uh, intact. Because, Preston, it's it's way up. It's at the peak yeah. of a hill. Yeah. So, it, for some reason, it just didn't make it up the hill. Okay. 
Uh, and it, She's also blowing really hard. A few other uh, uh, celebrities, musicians, I'll get to those in music news later on, but like Flea had to, uh, his, his actually his neighbor stayed and like guarded everybody's houses and kept an eye on stuff, but uh, a bunch so of people. For the, for the, we, when I was in third grade, I lived out there for almost a year in Th- Thousand Oaks. And um, even back then, you'd go through a season where there were, you know, the, these fires would kick up and it was like, oh my God. Yeah. And you'd see, a lot of the ground around there is just like it's perfect for fires. Yeah. It's dried out kindling. Very dry. They, you know, the, the the old phrase "it never rains in Southern California." Yep, that's part of the problem. That's so, what it is. But it's just it's it's nature, and it happens. Sometimes it's by human, uh, yeah. you know, error. But sometimes it's it's nature. So, uh, Gerard Butler, Shannon Doherty, uh, Camille Grammer, Robin Thicke, all are among celebrities who lost their homes to the flames. So a lot of people did uh, get their houses burned down. And you saw the Charlie Sheen uh, post as well. Like, no, he literally could not find his parents and Martin Sheen and his wife Janet. And so he uh, Charlie Sheen took the social media over yes. the weekend. Wow. And uh, fortunately, they were found. They were on the beach. But, you know, it's it's terrifying when you can't communicate with the ones you love. Wow. Well, you just should have gotten on his Mercury surfboard and flew over there. Could have yeah. flown right over because of a warlock, a yeah. freaking flying warlock. He could have found him. <laughs> I work with the duh. Parks Department in moments of crisis. Yes. So, anyhow. I wanted to get the word up to the firefighters that they were acknowledged in the Kardashian speech. <laughs> oh, <laughs> helpful. That's the, the motivation yeah, yeah. they need yeah, to keep exactly. going. <laughs> Uh, so Alicia Silverstone has a child named Bear, and has, Bear has never had to take a pill. A fact that his mother uh, credits to his clean diet. The Clueless star credits her seven-year-old seven-year-old's health to his vegan diet. Oh, she, she tells uh, Page Six he's never had to take medicine in his life. He can get uh, the sniffles and a runny nose, but he's not down. He still goes to school two times in his life. He's been like, "Mommy, I don't feel good," and it was only for a few hours. Shut up. And uh, he was uh, back running around. So You're a vegan. Shut up. What kind of vegan are you, mister? Listen, there might be all kinds of reasons why your kid hasn't gotten sick. And well. Not just specifically your vegan diet. It's possible he's needed he's needed medication hundreds of times, but she's just <laughs> never <laughs> given it to him. Tough it out. Yeah. Come on. Uh, what are you? Vegan. The 42-year-old has been vegan herself for 21 years and says it hasn't always been easy. Uh, she says, I remember when I would go on David Letterman and go on Jay Leno, and they'd be like, vegan? What's a vegan? And they'd just make uh, a whole fun riff on it because it was I was like an alien. No one was talking about vegan on television. So she says it's that reason that her kid has never been sick. Hey, Bradley Cooper was at the Gypsy Blue last night celebrating his 25th reunion, or was it Saturday night? Saturday night. All right, wow. uh, with the class of 1993. So Son he was of in a town. bitch. Yeah. Our dear, dear friend. <laughs> Bradley Cooper's in town. You know what? I think what happens is he knows that if he spends time with us, it's going to be hanging out for the whole week. Yeah. And he's so, not going to go back to L.A. He's not going to go back to, to L.A. He's got things to do. He and, doesn't want to uh, disappoint other people. We just start trading stories and stuff. And before you know it, it's on and on and on. So it was his 25th reunion. Earlier in the day, he attended the longstanding annual Germantown Academy uh, and Penn Charter Day between uh, arch rivals Germantown Academy and Penn Charter. So I don't know what that's all about, but apparently they have a thing. This year, the GAPC Day was held at Germantown Academy. However, uh, we heard that uh, Penn Charter won the competition cup this time around. So is it a football game? It's got to be. Yeah, I guess it I has assume, to be, yeah. Or Quidditch. Or maybe they yeah, play Quidditch. Because, you know, they're, they're a higher level of school. Yeah. So he was in town, took they pictures. Said he gave a, a lot of the students who attended, who were there and what, hanging around uh, him, uh, said he could uh, would not stop talking about us. Really? And how sad he was for not coming by the show. <laughs> 
It's almost a little embarrassing. It is. Yeah. And I don't want him to go through that kind of pain. We understand. Friends don't want other friends to hurt. All right. I just want everyone listening to know that we are friends with him. He just couldn't make it by. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. I wonder Clarify if he that. could, if if you were to present him with a picture of a cliffside, a ship, and us, <laughs> could he pick us out? I don't know. <laughs> Who are these people? Could he identify Cliffside. us? <laughs> Listen, when he was in, though, he was here twice. He was so nice. We had such great. a good time with him that when he left, we were like, yeah, we're totally friends. We like, are, he loved Kathy, us. Kathy, we are totally the, the next door waking up. <laughs> I, I thought uh, it went great. I thought we had chemistry. <laughs> Let us not forget, he's a professional actor. Yes, yes I know. He can pretend. Like, yeah, nah, right. he, he's can, really good at he can make an emotion seem real. It's like when a stripper tells you she loves you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Casey, do you watch Fixer Upper? I know you like a lot of, uh, uh, you know, home shows and things like that. Uh, yeah, I spent the entire Saturday basically watching, uh, not Fixer Upper, but uh, HGTV, but I, I heard the big news. All right, yeah, Chip and Joanna Gaines are planning a return to TV with what? their own network. Are you kidding? A whole network, yeah. Uh, the pair appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon to make the announcement on Friday. They said, we signed a non-disclosure. And it said, quote, unquote, you can tell your mother, but that's it. Uh, Chip had been talking to Jimmy at, at, when he was asking about a potential return to TV. He said, so, Mom, I just wanted to make a quick announcement. We are coming back to television. So, Casey, what makes them, uh, what's their thing? What's their angle? Uh, they're their just angle? The, the cutest couple. Yeah. Um, they really work well together. They're, uh, you know, like God-fearing Christians, great family people, uh, you know, so they've got Not annoying. No, yeah. no, no. Like, he's got a great personality, um, yeah. and, you know, she is, uh, she loves him, but, like, she, you know, is playfully annoyed by him and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, they just really um, gel well together on camera. By the way, for you, SNL had a great um, home, uh, a parody of one of the, uh, you know, house hunting shows. Oh, really? Preston, you would love it, too. Oh, yeah? We talk about, we, we watch that Hawaii show. Yeah. Uh, but they, they it's it's hilarious. As they start to go through, you know, at the end of any of these shows, they go through the five or six houses they've seen. Right. And the pros and the cons. Right. And the, the bit was hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they said, uh, you're going to see, you're going to get to see these kids grow up. You're going to get to see us. And, well, maybe a six-month delay like the rest of the world, but we are excited to be back. And they're reportedly in talks with Discovery on a lifestyle network that focuses on their lifestyle brand, Magnolia. Uh, but nothing has been confirmed. Discovery also owns HGTV, where Fixer Upper helped turn the gains into a household name. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, uh, one week after Pete Davidson made fun of war vet Dan Crenshaw's eye patch on Saturday Night Live, uh, the newly elected congressman appeared on the show over the weekend. It was re- funny. And received an apology. Do we, is that what this is? Okay, so I don't know where we picked this up. So, so he uh, he he apologized initially, and <laughs> as he's talking, um, uh, Crenshaw slides out as they always do from the side. Okay, and the the uh, he gives uh, they gives an apology, and then um, Pete starts to go on and figures he's wrapping it up. And they had it obviously all planned out, but it was very. Funny. And then there's a bit. All right, yeah. here we go. Last week, uh, I made a joke about a picture of you, and I feel like uh, it would only be fair if you got me back and made fun of a picture of me. Does that sound okay? I, I don't really need to do that. No, come on. I, I deserve it. All right, I'll do it. Please. One. All right. <laughs> this is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person. <laughs> So there, we're even. All right. Hold on, one more. This is. All right. right. Looks like a troll doll with a tapeworm. That's good. We should wrap this up. Hold on. No, this this is fun. This is fun. (laughs) 
And then apparently, at some point, his uh, his phone rings. Yes. Oh and, my god. And it was it was an Ariana Grande. Song. It was great. That's yeah. a good. Bit. And he just let it ring. Yep. And ring and ring. <laughs> yep. Uh, and apparently Crenshaw said, oh, do you know her? Yeah. <laughs> and then they wrapped it up with what I thought was a really touching, kind sentiment that Crenshaw was just talking about um, how this could be a time of unity and we, all, we should all come together. And he said some really nice things about I loved it. Pete Davidson's father, who passed away uh, in the Twin Towers in 9-11. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Meghan Markle, we got to talk about the royal family. Uh, her personal assistant uh, is uh, just six months or so after the wedding. The Prince Harry uh, is, let's see, she apparently... Bought says, a bear? No, it says Meghan Markle's personal assistant quite just six months after oh my her God. wedding. I think quit. I think it's supposed to be quit, right? Yeah. yeah. Listen. Okay. Things are not going well. I'm afraid I'm going to have to quite. <laughs> <laughs> quite what exactly? <laughs> Stop working for you. Do you mean quit? <laughs> yeah. That's part of the problem. Ah, oh, you snooty bastard. Yeah, All quit. Right. However <laughs> you say it. However you royals say quite. <laughs> Uh, so, anyhow, this prompts many to wonder if there's trouble in paradise. I'm going to go home and watch a quit place. Uh, m- meanwhile, Meghan, Harry, Kate, and Prince William, uh, stepped out together to attend the Royal British Legion Festival of Remembrance at the Royal Albert Hall in London on Saturday. Uh, we were just talking to the person who was, uh, one of the people that runs that place. Is that cool? That was awesome. Uh, the event was held to honor those who lost their lives in wars around the world. It marks the 100 years since the end of World War One. It's now as we observe the, uh, history of World War One that we are so comforted to learn of the Kardashians' win on the People's <laughs> Choice Award. <laughs> Uh, the apparently happy appearance comes amid rumors that the two couples in the so-called Fab Four are beginning to distance themselves from each other. So, well, wow. you gotta. I don't believe that. I, they seem to be the best of friends. Yeah. Oh, did, did any explanation as to why that assistant quite? No, I don't know why she quite. <laughs> uh, let's see here. A couple other quick things. Kevin Hart will executive produce. Uh, don't call it a comeback for ABC. Variety reports. Is this the story of LL Cool J? No. Uh, it is a it's comedy. Uh, Courtney Lilly is also executive producing and writing as well. Don't call it is a single camera family comedy about a divorced dad with a one hit wonder from back in the 1990s. Uh, Courtney's idea is funny, relatable. This is a, a quote from uh, Hart saying her mother. Uh, uh, Courtney's idea is <laughs> funny, relatable, <laughs> and most importantly, has so much heart. All the extra elements that belong in a heartbeat production. He said, I'm so excited to work with him and everybody at ABC. Hart is a busy man. He is also currently working on comedies uh, for NBC and Fox. So he's uh, getting into the producing. Talk about yeah. what a, a, a an industry story. unto himself. And well-deserved. Yeah, very much so. And and I just remember when he was just kind of a, a bit character way back when and came by here just as a comedian. And... Came in a couple of times, yeah. just like our very dear friend Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a, a ship? Cliffside and us. And us. <laughs> Which one is the morning show, Preston and Steve? Hmm. This one here with... No, that's the ship. <laughs> All right. Want to try again? This one with the jagged edges here with the waves crashing against it? Nope. That's a cliff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> he just gives up. He doesn't even guess on the third one. I don't know them. <laughs> All right, one last story. What are we in with here? How about this? Uh, reeling from the news that his ABC shows uh, time slot is getting moved around and an arrest for punching a man. Alec Baldwin is in no mood to celebrate. According to Page Six, the star has 
pulled out of a scheduled appearance honoring Billy Crystal, which is set for tonight. Yeah, they the, say he threw a hissy fight. At the mm-hmm. Friars Club. Uh, Robert De Niro, Katie Couric, Jimmy Fallon, Meg Ryan are all among the others scheduled to speak tonight. So we'll ah, that's, well, I, I, I guess he wants to keep a low profile for a little while. All right, we're ready for clips. Bull tells the story of a charming yet self-absorbed CEO of a consulting firm. Here, Michael Weatherly shares how grateful he is for the show and its reputation. I'm very grateful and humbled by how incredible the show is. I do believe that it's the best written show on television. I think Glenn Gordon Karen does an extraordinary job of weaving uh, some of the social commentary with, and uh, also writing incredibly indelible, strong characters. Shut the f*** up! What was that edit? It's a terrible edit. Hold on, back that up, because it was. Uh, it looks like they took something out. Hang on a second. How incredible the show is. I do believe that it's the best written show on television. I think Glenn Gordon Karen does an extraordinary job of weaving uh, some of the social commentary with and uh, <laughs> the social co- commentary with and. Uh, <laughs> All right. What about baby? What about baby? What about baby? All right. Let's do the next clip. The happily married couple in the series Happy Together has their world flipped upside down when a pop star unexpectedly moves into their home. I watched this. Yeah, this is a true, based on a true story, yeah. remember? Uh, here, Amber Stevens-West emphasized the idea of true love between the young couple on the show. Here we go. Because really the show is about just this new kind of family and, and how they all really like each other. And I find it refreshing to finally have a couple uh, on a multicam that's in their 30s that actually like, gets along really well and actually genuinely yeah. loves each other. I want to see you naked. New episode of Happy Together is tonight at 8.30. Was it any good? The, well, the show is, listen, it, its lead-in is Neighbors, which is not good at all. Yeah. But they are so charismatic uh, that I find the show enjoyable. Is it great? No. But it's fun, okay. and I like them. So I'm watching. Uh, 8.30 on CBS tonight. There you go. That's what I have for you in uh, the Entertainment Report this morning. We have an announcement coming up a little later on. We'll get to that around 10 o'clock. Uh, we have Deets and Watson, our friends stopping in today for a meet and eat, uh, and this is, uh, the Real Philly Deli, Reen's Deli and Catering. Casey did a Real Philly Deli tour stop. Video is up on PrestonandSteve.com if you would like to see that. And, uh, we also have some friends that are stopping by in conjunction with Phil Abundance and our looming Camp Out for Hunger Two weeks from today. Looming is the perfect word. Yeah, it's hanging over. We're working on getting some stuff together. We have some fun things that are going to be taking place, but obviously a very serious tone behind the whole event. We, we, we put these things together to entice you to come out and enjoy it and have a good time, but the heart of it is raising uh, non-perishable food items for people who need it. So yes. we'll get some of the details on that a little later on with some people who have benefited from your contributions over the years and continued support. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. That beautiful sunrise is gone, and now we have a bit of a gray day, but we'll try to throw some light into that for you with our program. We'll be right back. The MMR mobile app. Use it to grab the MMR live stream and MMR audio on demand, including the Preston and Steve podcast. Bring up the live studio webcam, too. The MMR app is Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible, and it's free. A little birdie just whispered into my ear and told me that the spelling error has been corrected. Oh. And that yes. Eric Simon spent hours on the phone, our promotions director, over the weekend trying to get that uh, turned around and fixed, and apparently he I think he was working out. on the website. I don't. I think the, the calendar already went to print, so it depends on if that 
Marissa says it's all good. Oh, cool. All good. All right, good. It's all Perfect. good. Who's better so, than Eric, huh? So it was the word totally. It had one L in one it. One L. <laughs> totally. Totally. And only on the cover. Inside, yeah. it yeah. was correct. Just the cover. Just but the you know, cover. That, that's right. what makes it a collector's item. I agree. Spelling errors, you know, listen, there are stamps, there are coins. That Absolutely. Are millions to this day because one tiny little spelling error. Lest we forget, the actual title of the calendar comes from a mistake. It's yes, a mistake that you true. made. You know, yeah. so you were trying to say awesome and you said office. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, <laughs> it is by no means an, a calendar you should hang in your office. No. Uh, but the reason it has that name is because... <laughs> Somebody called up and they, they said something to me and I meant to say, oh, awesome. And I go, office. <laughs> and and so office replaced right? awesome. And so it's not a totally awesome calendar. It's a totally office calendar. Did we so. retain that audio? That's That would be an archival. Yeah, yeah it's somewhere. Yeah. And, and I just said, oh, office. And, of course, you guys dogpiled on, which you rightfully should have. And, and uh, there you go. It gave us this uh, calendar that's been around for been perfect. a dozen years or yeah. so. So one little accident gave us a great name. It's like Jersey Black Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I, there are too many. It's great. Two Jersey Black Rock. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? Well, you know? Exactly. All right. Case is looking for the auto. I don't know if we can find it in time or not. Uh, but other things to get to. I know Case did bring up his uh, his breakfast here. Kath, you able to keep solid food down oh, now? Oh, not so much. Really? I had the worst weekend I think mm. I've had since I told Nick Murphy since I was 25. Really? I got food poisoning over the weekend. Oh, full on food. You're full sure? Full on food poisoning. Like I had it. I had food poisoning um, when I was in my 20s. And I think I may have had it like a, a, a minor version of it somewhere in between. Yeah. But this was... The worst sickness in 24 hours that I think I have ever had in my life. Well, yeah. You, so you were saying yesterday when we when we left most of this for this conversation on air, but you said it was the sickest you'd ever been. Oh, my God. I mean, and it, it came on. Uh, so I ate at about 6 o'clock. Um, at 10.15, I was sitting downstairs on my couch. I had a glass of wine in my hand, and I was like, you know what? I wonder what's on the TV. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was watching TV, and I'm like... I can't, my stomach is hurting. I, I can't drink this wine. Dump the wine out. Tried to continue to watch the TV. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to go to bed. I don't know why I'm not feeling great. And went upstairs to bed by 1030. I was, uh, I went upstairs at like 1015. By 1030, I was in the bathroom on the floor, head over the toilet. What time had you eaten the thing that it's made you sick? About six o'clock. Do you, have See, you been able- I've always heard that it's within like an hour is is when food poisoning kicks in. But I, had, I, I don't I've know if it, that's true or not. I've had it twice, um, and and both would I would rate them as the sickest yeah, I've ever and, been in my life. So, in in those both those cases, Preston, the sickness did not come within an hour. Okay, it would have been a couple hours, but there was no question as to what the step off point was, what caused it. Do that's, you know? That's exactly how I feel. And, and when I had it uh, in my 20s, same thing happened. I remember I was working at NBC 10 at the time uh, and I ate a turkey sandwich and uh, it was same thing. It was a few hours later by the time I got home, uh, I was I was in the bathroom. But yeah, no, I know exactly what it was. There was it was the only thing that I had eaten that day that wasn't from my house. OK, um, so I don't know what else it would have been but that. And what it kind, was, was it? Was it meat? Uh, yeah, it was chicken. Chicken. Chicken yes. is the culprit. So chicken. Uh, for me, Kathy, the first time I had the uh, the profound food poisoning, Mystic, Connecticut. And you ever have one of those incidents where you're eating something and as you bite, you, you pull it away and you just sort of look at it and you go, hmm. And that's what. And I noticed that the chicken appeared pinkish. Well, so. And, it was, and, it, and I'm like. So underdone. It's already in. I've already swallowed some of it. 
And uh, and then, I mean, that was it. So that's what you had? Well, no. So that was the thing. My mom said to me, did you did it taste weird? And I said, no. And I ate, so it, it came in, it was a wrap, and it came in two halves. And um, I ate one half, and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of still hungry, but I'll just save the second, right. you know, for, for tomorrow. I'll, I'll have leftovers. And thank God I didn't eat all of it, because I swear it would have been worse if I had all of it in my system. Um, but no, it didn't. It tasted normal. It did not taste weird. And my question was, is it, do you get sick from undercooked meat or is it bad contaminated yeah it's contaminated it's the contamination and and cooking it out that's why when it looks raw it hasn't been cooked Cooked out out. properly so um and i i kid you not i got so sick um that my my intestines knotted up and when they put me uh, you know me i don't do anything i'm I'm not you know potter none of that they gave me morphine they give me morphine I, to kill the pain. I'm telling you, I needed. I felt like I needed morphine. Like I contemplated going to the hospital. It was that bad. Well, I was. Why, why didn't I, you go? Because, well, because I knew what yeah. it was. Okay. I knew it was food poisoning. Right. I'm like, what are they? I don't know what they're actually going to do for me. Maybe hydrate me after the fact. But there's a couple calls coming up. That says they, they've got something for that. that really? Fix you up? Yeah. Well, so let me just tell you though. Okay. I was. I was in so much pain, my stomach, because there was nothing at at one at some point there was nothing left in my stomach, but my body was still trying to get rid of whatever was in my system. Mm -hmm. So I was literally throwing up nothing. So it was so painful to be to have that dry heaves are the the worst. There's nothing left. There's There's nothing on here. And and as you're trying to expel, you feel almost your your internal organs starting to detach. That's kind of and and it was everything was knotted up. And um, I was taking little sips of water. That, so does, that, that that makes it worse. No, but so that I would have yeah. something to throw up because okay. it, it was hurting so bad when nothing was right. there to come up. But it was like Steve, how you explained it was that screaming, yes. like initially projectile <laughs> vomit, where it was like flying out of my mouth like a movie, <laughs> and then it turned. I don't into, mean to laugh, but I've been there. Oh my god! Yeah. Like it was. I cannot explain to you how awful it was. All, all you know is that you're so sick that you would pay to watch a movie of just to just to marvel at how far you can projectile vomit. And 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 I remember, to me, uh, on the second time, which was a pork lo mein, I was. Uh, it was the coolness of the tiles in the bathroom that allowed me to sleep. Well, see, I had like the. I was getting the the shivers. I I got a little yeah. bit of a fever, and um, I was getting the chills, and then I was sweating. So it was like. Full on. Somebody's texting in. There's been a run on uh, salmonella lately. So my mom said that she yeah. she had found the article um, and had heard that as well. Uh, oh but, boy! Uh, and you know what? And, and so following it after, so I I was in bed for a full 24 hours, uh, and then all of uh, yesterday as well because the headache that followed it was the worst headache I've ever had. Wow. I've, well, I've had a migraine before. This this headache was so intense and it went down like the back of my head and back of my neck and I think from all of the, you know, just being so tense when I was throwing up. Okay. I have a caller on the line. I've never heard of this uh, uh, particular um, title before. A food safety instructor. Works for uh, me. And that is Jim. So he says he can help us out with this stuff. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you? Doing all right, Jim. So what can you tell us about uh, what Kathy went through here? Well, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of moving parts when it deals with food safety. And here's the thing. You can get sick from 30 minutes after the initial infection up to six weeks after. Six weeks? Yes. Okay. Um, Hepatitis A, believe it or not, is a foodborne illness. Uh So here's the thing. You have to go through, like, a laboratory analysis. It's got to be confirmed um, that whatever you have is matching either the food item or the person that could have made you sick. Yeah. So while a lot of people think, you know, oh, I ate something 
two hours ago or three hours ago that that, in fact, would have been the, the culprit. That's not necessarily true. As far as, like, salmonella goes, that is, that's one common element that you'll hear often associated with um, undercooked um, chicken and raw yeah. eggs. Absolutely. But there's listeria, which can be on the surface of often prepared foods. There's staphylococcus bacteria, which is actually on the surface mm-hmm. of your skin. If you see somebody scratch their hair or scratch their arm and then touch your food. So not to necessarily doubt Kathy um, and saying that, you know, I ate something at, you know, 6 o'clock and by 10 o'clock I was sick. It's possible but not always certain. Okay. Well, yeah, Jim, Kat, Kathy said that the, that the guy who was preparing her, her food used the wrap to scratch his head. <laughs> so that could have been an issue. Hey, that, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. Jim, yeah. when you when you come down with an illness like that, can you uh, can can they get to take care of you, the doctor? I mean, do a quick fix on you? Um, I don't know how quick it is. I mean, you know, if, if you're dehydrated enough, which is typically what would cause that that headache that 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 you had, Kathy. Yeah. Um, you can often treat the, the symptoms unless, of course, you know exactly what was the culprit. You know, for instance, if it's salmonella, which is bacterial, and you can do some form of antibacterial, um, something like norovirus, which is the one that we heard about with our friends at Chipotle, um, that's a virus. So you'll need an antiviral and you right. can treat it that way. So, I would take it all. I would just put it in a, in a big pot, stir it up, and drink it. <laughs> you could do that. Yes, because, I mean, when you are in the throes of food poisoning, so You're terrible. afraid you won't die. Oh my god! It was seriously. I'm not kidding you. I yeah. was like, I would End rather be now. dead right now. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you, Jim, for the, for the info. But there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variables uh, to uh, to this stuff. So we appreciate the call, Jim. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Take care. So Saturday morning, I thought it had passed, and I, I was finished, and I actually went downstairs and got a Pedialyte pop, um, one of Chase's that I've had yeah. in the freezer for for a while. You know, for whenever he gets sick, and um, I I had that. That was all I had had uh, from the, since the night before. There was nothing left in my stomach, and sure enough, like 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, bam, man, came right back up. I'm not. Def- finished with this yet yeah wow. were you a now, full service was uh were, was everything on uh, was all were all ports active yeah not okay. to, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. To be yeah. Honestly, did you so let's anything... just say there was a point in the night where i had to use the trash can to throw up in the wow. bathroom oh my god because you, you were the bed you were pooping at the same time <laughs> well i wasn't the velocicraptor <laughs> the velocicraptor <laughs> so what cassie just said is that she crapped all over her bed and had velocicraptor is uh, a necessity. But, yep. uh, so you are feeling a little bit better today, right? Yeah. So I, yesterday I started to feel a little bit better. Still, like, gross in my stomach. I couldn't really eat too much. Um, and I sort of feel the same way today. Uh, and I still have a little bit of the headache. So by 6 p.m. this evening, how clean will your house actually be? Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. What's great is that the cleaning ladies are coming today. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, let, let them deal with the crappy sheets. No, I didn't uh, leave. <laughs> I didn't leave. Throw up everywhere. Oh, uh, I just thought you would disinfect everything top to bottom. Well, yeah, but I, it just so happens that they were scheduled because, okay. you know, the holidays hey, are coming up, so they're coming over. Hope today. you left an extra 20 for them. I know. Uh, uh, in this case, though, Kathy, I'll tell you this, and it's the one thing that is the truth. After both severe food poisoning episodes... A day or two after, I felt like I had had the best cleanse of my life. What? Like, like you, your whole system just like resets because you know any. Oh, you've purged. You've uh, purged, and not only that, your abs are rock hard. Yes, puking for hours. Best workout ever. And you, how, how do you, did do you how, how many pounds did you lose? I did lost you? eight pounds in twenty four hours. <laughs> are you serious? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm oh not my kidding. God. Yeah. And do, and do your stomach muscles feel tight? From my all, stomach, from the hurling? my stomach muscles, and like I said, from the back of my head, like down my neck. Total just... body workout. Thank you, Salmonella. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Salmonella. When I needed to get into shape for training, I ate raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Screw yoga. Yeah.
let me go to Deirdre. Hers was so bad it got really out of control. Hey, Deirdre, good morning. Good morning. It's a privilege to talk to you. Oh, we're happy to have you on. What's your story, Deirdre? I got food poisoning two years ago that put me into labor. What? So this put, oh, my how, gosh. How far along were you? I was 38 weeks. So I was, I was kind of happy about it. <laughs> Deirdre, you, were, you had food poisoning while you were going through labor? No, I threw up so much that it started my labor. Okay. Wow. <laughs> could you imagine that? I could see that. It was like violent. I would. You'd had to. You'd have to receive a purple heart after that. Yeah. What'd you name your baby? Anything that has to do with food poisoning? Puke. Oh yeah. uh, no, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing like pot roast that got me sick. Oh, and this man. is little puke. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, dear, that sucks, man, having to do both of those. And you know what? It just, like, it ruined the entire weekend. I had, like, a packed weekend. I had to do a movie screening. I had my friend Elisa had this big fashion show. Uh, I had a a bridal shower yesterday. Had to miss everything. You had to bail on all of that. You should have done the the bridal shower at least. (laughs) Could you imagine? I felt so... Ah! I missed everything. Let me go next. Let me go next to Kevin. Hi. Kevin, good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm happy to bother you at work. Oh, cool. Happy to have you. What's up, buddy? So my wife had, like, wretched food poisoning. I was actually falling asleep holding her hair in the bathroom. Wow. And uh, it was so bad that I was like, that's it. We're going. We're going to the urgent care. We can't do this anymore. So we get there. The doctor's like, all right, basically drop trial. I'm going to give you the shot in your butt. So, of course, I'm hysterical laughing, and she's not finding it for Yeah, that probably helped. Yeah, no, it helped a lot for sure. Um, and but I swear to God, in ten minutes she was better. No kidding. Do you know wow. what? What do you know? A what kind of uh, food poisoning she had, and B what exactly did they give her? She had she had some sort of like funky fish. It was like a tuna that got jacked up, and the doctor was saying that if the fish isn't stored at the right temperature within the right amount of time, yeah. There's a natural bacteria that starts occurring, and that bacteria is what can cause the food poisoning. Oh, that's awesome! These like tuna tacos, um, and it and it destroyed her. It was absolutely horrendous. That's actually what I found because I, I looked it. I was you know searching some stuff, and and I found that a lot is caused by that by not storing the meat uh, or the fish or whatever it is at the proper temperature. Mm-hmm. You had a lot yeah. of time to do research over the weekend. Well, you know what? It was actually hard for me to even uh, be on my phone or watch TV when I had that headache afterwards. You want to die. I, but I just couldn't, like, like I was sitting. The screen. Yes, the light. Like, yeah. even the TV across the room, I had to turn all the lights off. I couldn't watch TV. Hey, Kevin, so was it just uh, an anti-nausea uh, medication that they gave her, do you know? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, I don't know what it did. I, it was a miracle. I mean, he, he gave it to her, and she, within a couple minutes, was like the stomach settled. Everything was fine. Hmm. And she just chugged a bunch of Gatorade after that and was like good to go with no residual effects. I mean, it was like a it was some sort of David Blaine potion. I don't know. Thanks, Kevin, because one time I had a migraine so bad I had to go to the emergency room. They gave me the stuff Dilaudid, which essentially is like heroin, it's like yeah, morphine yeah. or whatever, but they had to give me an anti nausea medication go along with it and uh the headache didn't go away so they were going to give me another round of dilaudid and they said but we can't give you the anti-nausea again for whatever reason you can't take right. it again oh and i'm like my head's killing me i don't care they gave it to me oh my god did i vomit all over the place oh. without that anti-nausea medication so i guess they have some stuff that'll so keep from puking you were know? you with a vicious migraine puking your brains out oh, it was it was <laughs> 
It was just heaven. Oh, it. No, it was it was absolute agony. It was horrible. I'm, horrible. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I was looking up as I was sitting on the bathroom floor throwing up. Um, I was looking up some like remedies. Recipes. I'm like, I, no, I'm like, I have this has to like the pain in my stomach. What can I do? And yes. Yeah. So, you know, of course, it was like things that you can eat. And it was like coconut milk, ginger. I'm like. If I drank coconut milk right now, yes. that would be like the end of me. String bean casserole. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God. Mm, no. It'll really okay. calm the stomach. Now, before I go to this next call, I think, first of all, you're going to get yelled at for not calling him. Oh, okay. Um, So just to let you know. <laughs> all right. But we need to get some uh, facts about this. Uh, Kathy apparently had food poisoning over the weekend, and she thinks that's what it was. So, uh, Dr. Mike Sirigliano. From Penn Medicine and Fox 29. Good morning, Dr. Mike. I, 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 you, you're getting me all excited. Food <laughs> <laughs> poisoning. Call me. Yeah. Because it was at midnight, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I didn't want to, I wasn't going to call you, you then. Not, you've called me at that time. No. Before. No, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe 11 o'clock at night, but it was like, no, it was just too late. And I knew what it was. There was nothing, I, at least I didn't think there was anything I could do. So, look, when it comes to food poisoning, and by the way, that's what I think you had, is it, 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 it comes on fairly rapidly. Yes. And, and the thing is, you do feel like you want to die because you're dehydrated, as the other caller said. Uh, what you need to do, though, is uh, – so, so the, the gentleman that had his wife come in and get a shot in the butt, uh-huh. that probably was uh, some kind of uh, Zofran or some anti-emetic, as we call it, mm-hmm. because the key here is to prevent you from getting dehydrated many times. And by the way, I had salmonella, uh, and and I I was down for the count. I mean, I, I never miss a day of work, and I couldn't come in for three days. Uh, and and so you you have to stay hydrated, and if you can't, then you get IV fluids. And so you probably now now I did on Fox a, a couple of weeks ago. There, there's been a lot of outbreaks of uh, of, of salmonella with with undercooked chicken. Now you think you had chicken? Uh, yeah, I know. And I know that's what it was. Yeah. And and they can't figure out exactly where it is because it's been so widespread. Uh, and, and I kind of like sunny side up eggs. I, yes. I like them kind of kind of wet. But yep. after doing that story, uh, you do run the risk of, of getting salmonella and then, then you can have a problem. So in the, in the food, so food poisoning. And, and in this case, you're saying that if one were able to maintain their hydration, that's the key element to feeling better quicker. I don't know how I could have maintained hydration. Nothing was staying in my stomach. Well, he, the shot or and or like an IV. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, is that right? right. right. So Not if yet. you if you can't keep anything down, one, you're gonna it's gonna make you feel terrible, and you can get dehydrated and you get good and sick. So you do need to get IV fluids or get something to help you with the vomiting. But the the bottom line is, if you get hydrated, uh, usually these things will will go away on their own. Uh, uh, Sometimes you do need treatment, but there's all kinds of critters. And, and as was mentioned, yeah. you, it can be viral. It can be bacterial. Uh, but, it, it, but in your particular case, it sounds to me like it was the chicken, and you can get good and sick fairly quickly. This is actually a pretty timely conversation. Thanksgiving is next week. Yes. And food preparation good point. is something really important around the house. I've, uh, we have this standing rule. Anytime your hand touches raw meat of any type, you're, pre- you're getting ready to steak ready if you're seasoning it your hands might get on it or you 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 have or like the turkey you're moving the bird from one place to the other yes before you touch anything else and kathy you know i don't 
I'm not a crazy hand washer. Not like but, you. But when it comes to raw meat, I never, ever, ever, ever take a chance yeah. with that. Always wash my hands every single time. Because I'll bet you the stats go up around this time of year for food poisoning and so forth, Dr. Mike. Well, it does. And, and, and there are two things I want to bring up. One, uh, cutting boards, mm-hmm. uh, notorious. You have to be careful. You have to make sure and wash them. Uh, because if you're cutting raw chicken, raw meat of any kind, you don't want to then put other uh, foods on there. Uh, you want to make sure that you clean it. And then secondly, what happens is maybe like the day before Christmas, you still have stuffing from Thanksgiving and somebody and it's in the back of the refrigerator and you eat it. So uh, leftovers have to be also very carefully uh, maintained in, in cold temperature. But also after a couple of days, get rid of them. Uh, yeah, no, you're yeah. saying no reason to hold on to that stuff. No, I had a famous, famous case where uh, uh, someone had uh, rhubarb pie, and it was in their refrigerator, and one of my dear patients, and it was there for like two months, and he just, his wife made it. Maybe he didn't want to piss off his wife, but the bottom line is he ate it, and he got so sick he had to be hospitalized. Okay. Oh. All right. Got to be careful all See, that. this is bad because one of my wife's favorite things to make for me around the holidays is raw chicken pie. <laughs> raw chicken pie. <laughs> And I I know I'm playing with fire with that. It's a delicacy. It's a delicacy. I understand. It's not as good as rhubarb. No, no. All right, Dr. Mike, thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. Love you guys. Love Love you. you. It's I tell you though, Preston, you know, we were talking. When you slide when you slide into that realm, Kathy, that you were in, you look for any any break of comfort. Anything, this part of the pillow right here, right oh, by the yeah. label. I, if I put my yeah, head yeah. right here <laughs> for a second, I feel better. Hey, I remember just staying in the bathroom, just laying on the floor, and and this was my spot. Bring me a pillow in here because I'm not going anywhere. I slept. We, I, had a, I had a shower stall. Yeah. So it, it didn't. It had just basically a curtain that went across it in one of my bachelor pads, <laughs> and I slept in. I just slept in the, in, in the base because it was. Why not? I, I, all I had to do was crawl. If there were any accidents, I could just wash it down the drain. Yeah, but yeah. it was it. But it was a. I. It was. It's almost like when you see people coming out of like heroin. You know, like it, it's 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 so nightmarish that it, like if the sun rises in the morning when when you felt better, it was like. The clouds clear. Oh, Mike, it was... You, you've been delivered from death. It was unbelievable. And I, I got almost no relief from that entire time yes. like, as I was throwing up. Because when I wasn't, I would go back to bed. But the pain in my stomach was so terrible. You can't rest. I yeah. doze off for, I, I think it was maybe like 15, 20 minutes. And then it was like a beeline back to the bathroom. Like yeah. I would just jump up and run back to the bathroom. Yep, Maris? I got it in uh, St. John a couple years ago. Oh, I was like in on vacation. Paradise, in vacation. We were having Thanksgiving. I was out there for a wedding. Thanksgiving. They threw like a, a piece of tuna onto the order. Very last minute, the chef brought it. We had we had like hired someone to like make us a Thanksgiving uh, dinner. It hit me immediately, and because okay. we had been drinking all day, I thought it was that, but I knew it was something else. So. Uh, the room I was staying in was like it, we rented a house and it didn't have a bathroom nearby. I had to like walk upstairs and somewhere else. So I kept 
waking up and just running outside into like the, the surf. beautiful surf and like throwing up. Oh. You were and throwing I, up in the ocean? Yeah, well like in this like grassy area. And then it but it was like far away from the house. Like I could run over to it. It was and ten feet. The third time I went in there was like hermit crabs like crawling <laughs> on gonna, my puke. I was gonna guess maybe iguanas were over there licking it up, but <laughs> no, it was the people in the, in the cabana next door. Hey, I want to go to this call because I've never heard of this. Mike is an EMT and he's got kind of a hack uh, for uh, if you are, or if you have that extreme case of nausea. Hey, uh, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Um, I'm not an EMT. I am a firefighter, though. Oh. No, when my ex-girlfriend got in surgery, <clears throat> the nurse, when she was waking up and really um, nauseous from the anesthesia, you know the alcohol prep pads that they wipe you off with before you get, like, uh, a shot? Sure. Yeah. yeah. They were putting that under her nose like a smelling salt almost. I guess the smell of the rubbing alcohol, and I've done it to my kids. I've told people about it. I've talked to EMTs who said they do it. It's one of them. Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. Okay. But um, the people it works on, it really works. Why it works, I don't know. Okay. It's you... just one of them weird things. Interesting. You bring up a good... Yeah, yeah. My my mother Thanks, when I Mike. was sick in elementary school, if we if we had if our if our stomachs were a little unsettled, she'd make us huff paint. Oh, would she? Yeah. And, and it would calm us right down. You felt a lot better it after just here's a sock. Here, breathe in the sock, son. Oh my god. You know what though, anytime that I I've passed out a couple of times and when I wake up, I feel nauseous like I'm going to throw up and they mm-hmm. did use the, the like the smelling salts or whatever that, you know, that they crack and put under your nose, whatever that's called, and that immediately took away the nausea. So I mm. wonder, it, I don't know I if can, it would help in this situation, yeah, but I mean, can you keep doing that for 7 hours? I would have had them like you know, shoved in my yeah, nose. Yeah, you just from the when the uh, a hose up your nose. It, it, there's nothing like it though, and and to the that original food poisoning uh, encounter that I had, my wife and I had just started dating, <laughs> <laughs> so she's I'm over at her apartment, and the parents don't know that we're um you know defying the rules of the Lord right. and, and and having sex and all that stuff. So she's she's like, dear God, this guy's going to die in my apartment. <laughs> wow, because she literally at one point thought I was dead, and then had to really work to prove that I was not. And you know me, like what was worse is like I, I don't. Of course, nobody likes throwing up, but like the smell and like I, I wouldn't open my eyes once there was throw up in the toilet because if I saw it, it would make me throw up again. You use that though. You, you. There's different tricks you use, like like like. I please, please. I'll. It's like it's like in the end when Burt Reynolds is throwing towards the door. Just let me, let me get ten minutes of sleep, and I'll, you know, I'll oh, donate. I, I to was a charity. crying over the toilet. Like yeah. I was in the bathroom by myself, throwing up and crying. Wow. So are you? Uh, are you hesitant to eat anything? Or are you good right now? Not hesitant. I had okay. um, some crackers yesterday and uh, some sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the bluefin special. <laughs> no, but Jace had a chicken taco, and I was like, "Oh God, don't mm, come near you gotta, me with you that." You got to come back cautiously. Yeah, do you like know what very, you do? very bland, yeah. and um, like this. The I have coffee this morning, and yeah. it's not really sitting so well. Would you associate with, for example, the and I had ordered chicken lo mein. They gave me pork lo mein, but I I have I have not eaten lo mein in years. I know you know. Listen, I know it, it's there it was a one off, 
but you it's just so locked in your mind that you don't want to go anywhere near it. Well, I think I'm going to have a hard time. Like I, I remember last time this happened, I uh, didn't eat out for a while. Yeah. You know, of course you're gonna you're gonna go back into it. It's just life. But well, you're uh, such a chef at home anyway. Well, no, I mean I I kind of like had to. I was like what grocery store like buying everything that I can for the house because I'm yeah. not going out for a little while. Right. Um, I want to wrap this up, but Kelly's been on hold for almost 20 minutes, so I want to go to her yeah. real quick. Uh, so let's get uh, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Kelly, so what happened? This is your mom's fault, right? No, my, not my mom's fault. She had the party, but it wasn't her fault. Okay. <laughs> so it was my sister's bridal shower. I'm going to say it was probably about 1990. And it was just like a potluck you know, shower at the house. And my sister's future father-in-law made big feedy. So we all ate the ziti. Life went on. You know, Sunday night, my girlfriend and I went out drinking, came home, had another big plate of ziti. The next day we woke up and we're like, oh, like, oh, God, not feeling good, not feeling good. Right. And slowly the phone call started coming in like, oh, Mary's sick or Kelly's sick. And we found out quick enough that we all got like slammed with salmonella. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 40 people sick, 25 of us in the hospital. 25 to the hospital. You you took up a wing. Kelly, yeah, can you seriously. can you eat baked ziti to this day? Are you good with it now? Well, it's funny because we didn't. You don't know what it is at the time that yeah. gets you sick. So it's sort of you don't associate what you're doing the next day with. I mean, if you got it that night and it was something, the only thing you ate. But they said it was just one egg that was mixed in with the ricotta because we had the Department of Health out and everything because there were so many people sick. And I'm telling you guys, for weeks and months, we couldn't. Her wedding party looked like just white zombies. It was horrible. Kelly, was- sec- second grade, Grace O. Hubs uh, Elementary School, the cafeteria. They they serve ziti. I vomited my brains out. I didn't eat it for another twenty years. <laughs> twenty years. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. Appreciate it. It's a cautionary tale, man. But uh, you know, it's all in the in the preparation process. Not all, but some of it can be. But like our our one caller said, it could be E. coli, salmonella. These are like a whole yeah, laundry right. list of of things that could be the problem. So who knows. Uh, but you know what? Wash it down with a little beer and you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a case of Yards Brawler, 16 ounce pounders to give away. I saw somebody walking out the front door with one of these cases on Friday. Yes. It's like a suitcase. It's gigantic. These 16 ounce beers, man. So we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Everybody's getting together, bringing beer, bringing the good stuff. All right. So you want to bring Brawler from Yards. Pick up a case of 16 ounce pounders at Bar on Sansom Street in Center City. We'll take caller 12. You have to be at least 21, obviously. Uh, to get the prize. 215-263-WMMR. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2019. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. Official release party is Friday, November 16th from 7 to 10 p.m. at Chickies and Peaks in South Philly. Be first with a free copy of the calendar. Hang with the morning show and meet the girls of Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2019. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The Bizarre File, shall we? Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. Brought to you by Heritage Business Systems. The document imaging uh, equipment solution is Heritage Business Systems. Service, satisfaction, reliability, that's Heritage Business Systems. Uh, Your authorized Canon copier dealer. 
Uh, love it when this happens. Alabama police said they're still looking for a man who was caught on video falling through the ceiling of a Waffle House uh-huh. oh, yeah, yeah. without any <laughs> pants on and then shoving customers as he ran out of the restaurant. Ah! Police say Wesley Wahoo! Glenn Boast of Birmingham was attempting to break into the Waffle House on Sunday when he crawled into the space above the restaurant ceiling over the dining room, dining area. Boost was caught on, this is on video, by the way, caught on surveillance video, (laughs) going through the Waffle House's bathroom, and then he used his jeans. He tied them to the door in an attempt to keep it locked. Why didn't he just bring, like, a cord with him? I don't know what he was thinking. He reportedly broke into the bathrooms, or he broke the bathroom sink and toilet while he was trying to climb up into the ceilings. Very specific plan he had. As Boast attempted to try and make his way through the restaurant, customers watched as part of the ceiling (laughs) appeared to cave in. Causing debris to rain down on several tables. A guy comes flying through oh the ceiling, lands on the ground. Then the ah! pantsless man gets up and starts shoving people around like nobody was even confronting him. Get out of here. He's grabbing them and throwing them around. Like as if they were coming after him. Yeah. You want a piece of me? And then he headed out the door. And police have not found him yet. So they don't know what the story is with this guy. What did he hope to steal from I the Waffle House? Know. Pads was, of butter? He was already in. He was in the bathroom. He was I in. I don't know why he had to get up into the ceiling, but. You don't understand. You're not a master thief. I don't know these things. So anyhow, it happened. A brawl between two moms at a bus sc- at a school bus stop landed both of them in the hospital, and both moms used broken coffee mugs as weapons. What, they crack them on the bar. I was going to ask you if you had this story. Yes, <laughs> this broken coffee mugs. Crazy, and one woman got seriously hurt. So Tiffany Cruz just got out of the hospital. Cruz defends why. She smashed a coffee mug over the head of another mom. She said it was self-defense over an incident that made no sense. Wow. Well, police say it started over an argument about parenting. Cruz claims that they've had issues before. Uh, She says two weeks ago she confronted that mom for yelling at another child at the bus stop. But Tuesday morning, the verbal arguments went too far. She said, my heart was racing. This is uh, actually this is one of the students, Ethan Cruz, who's of no relation, said, uh, that uh, he and his brother, uh, Barian, witnessed the fight from the back window of their school bus. Mom fight! Mom fight! Uh, her face was bleeding and stuff, said Ethan. And uh, Barian said, I looked away. Cruz admits that she hit the other mom <laughs> with her mug. Police have not identified the other woman. She said, I put my arm up like this, and then I went to run, and that's when she picked up the glass, ran at me, and stabbed me twice in my arm. Wow. Once Whoa. in my wrist and once in the back of my shoulder. Now, she was blocking with a sippy cup. Pieces of the mug were then used as a weapon in a slashing manner, police say. Both parents ended up in the hospital, but paramedics airlifted the other woman to the Jeez. hospital with a serious cut to her throat. So the one woman pressed and opened up a bag of uh, little of Cheerios that she had and threw them in her eyes. Listen to this. A reporter asked Cruz if she thought that she went too far and why she called it self-defense. She said, because she hit me. <laughs> she got this close to my face, wow. nudged me with her nose, and when she nudged me with her nose, it was her fist going up. So my fist was going up. So she nudged her with her nose. She didn't hit her, from what I understand. But her fist came up anyhow. Oh, look, look, look at the mom in question. So she cracked a, uh, a mug over her head, and then they, they both used the broken pieces to Who's gonna kill her? stab at each other. Uh, Sarasota County Schools is offering counselors after several dozen elementary-age students had witnessed the violent fight. So, yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I love this story. Philippine Airlines flight attendant, uh, or I'm sorry, this is a diff- there's a different story that I love as well. This is a good story too. This is more of a kind of a feel good story, but it's got. Kind Are of we going to love it still? It's got kind of a cringy moment too. Oh, all I right, think Kathy might find a little freaky. Right. Okay. Philippine Airlines flight attendant uh, Patricia Organo went above and beyond the call of duty on Tuesday when she breastfed a wailing infant on a domestic flight after the baby's mother had run out of formula. Oh, I commented on the story. Okay. <laughs> on, I think it was on Facebook. There was like 9 million comments, and I was like, I can't let this go by. What did you add to the comment? I, and listen, there were a lot of people in both ways, but it, there is absolutely nothing wrong about breastfeeding. I, about okay. breastfeeding. I think I think it's a wonderful thing. If you breastfeed your own child, I don't think you should be breastfeeding other people's children. The the child was really hungry, so yeah, I understand it, that, yeah. but it has a mother well, who yeah. was on the flight as well. Okay, anyway, uh, it took place during a check flight, which would qualify her as a cabin crew evaluator. One of the duties required of an assistant. Uh, does oh, anybody have any milky breasts we could borrow? From line her? administrator. Uh, Organo had uh, recently been uh, promoted to this role. She heard a sound coming from a cabin. It was a cry of a baby in distress. She said, you know the difference between a cry of hunger and a cry of sleeplessness or a cry of something else. She has a nine-month-old daughter of her own. Uh, So she walked down the aisle to approach the mom and ask if she needed to feed the infant, and that's when the woman revealed through tears that she had run out of formula. Uh, Organo, who has been a flight attendant for the airline for four years, said she felt like she had to do something. There's no formula milk on board, and I thought to myself, there's only one thing I could offer, and that's my own milk. So she informed uh, Cheryl Villaflor, the flight's line administrator of her plan, approached the mother again, and she said yes, but in her language. So I guess she didn't speak the same I think it's language. very telling that no guy stepped up for this. <laughs> <laughs> that when push comes to shove, the guy yeah. just sit it out. We have nipples. Uh, the line administrator then led the baby's mother to a private area where Organo could uh, feed the infant. The other passengers... Not had, so private that they couldn't take pictures of it. ...had no idea what was going on. The baby was so hungry the way she latched on, she said. Organo remembers uh, recognizing the look and relief in the mother's eyes as the baby was finally able to eat. So the mother was sincerely grateful. I Listen, think that's a there, wonderful story. If there was no other option, I mean, I don't know why a mother would get on a flight that long and, and uh, not have formula for the baby, but if there was no other option, okay, I get it. But Are there medical like, concerns with someone that you... Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You wouldn't get a blood transfusion without testing no, I would, the blood. And I would drink it, too. Well, no. I mean, wet nurses exist. You know, yes. there are people who help out with things like this. Exactly. But, they're, commonly. but they're tested prior to. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, the baby was hungry and they She's a stewardess. Ran She's out been of formula. <laughs> no, she she did a great thing. It was it was really, uh, she stepped up. And anyway, so maybe the mother couldn't nurse for some reason. Rochelle but, couldn't yeah. nurse. Uh, and she's got gigantic boobies. <laughs> All right. So that wh- wouldn't that be the everybody. ultimate piece of irony? Uh, you got a whole factory right here. Uh, one more story. A 95-year-old man shocked his family when he woke up at his own funeral saying that he was just taking a nap. A doctor told the family that <laughs> Bud Ram was dead after he fainted in his home in India. Ram is said to have been declared dead on Saturday, and a priest was summoned to the home to perform the last rites. Photos of the large family show the men with their shaved heads, which is part of a pre-funeral ritual. Let me get this straight. I shave my head for nothing. Uh, Balu Ram, his eldest son, said the family were preparing the customary bath to clean the body before the funeral when he started shivering. When the water was poured in his chest, the family were shocked to see him shaking, so they took him to a bed, and he started visibly breathing after that. Stop shaking. You're making it difficult to do your funeral. Uh, Ram had reportedly sat up and told his grieving relatives that he had pain in his chest, so he decided to take a nap. Uh, his uh, 65-year-old son hailed it as a miracle. Oh, great. We don't get the will. 
Uh, when questioned by relatives, he said that he had suffered chest pain and slept, and it's nothing but a miracle. Don't you imagine? I mean, how, you have to wonder how how much they uh, they check the body out before yeah. you before you start burial. Yes. Well, I mean, and there's I'm, more stories than we'd like to hear. Yeah, like I mean, this. there's got to be a heartbeat at some level that you can hear. Doesn't yeah. someone with a stethoscope arrive? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Apparently they said a doctor, but it depends on... We're just guessing, but it looks pretty much like in our favor. On who your doctor is. He hasn't moved in about 20 minutes. All right, so we are going to welcome uh, two guests to our show in preparation for the Camp Out for Hunger, which is one two weeks from today, friends. Two weeks from today. You said one I was about to I know, I'm evacuate sorry. right here on the floor. No, no. Uh, but we want to welcome uh, two people and I'll explain who they are and why they're here. Please welcome Kevin White and Aaron Lucas to the show. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. So uh, Aaron is the executive director of Bucks County Opportunity Council. Now, what is that you may be asking? And Aaron is going to explain that to you. Sure. Uh, we're the community action agency for Bucks County, which means we help people who are low income and in poverty work towards self-sufficiency. All right. So you, if people need help, not only getting something to eat, but getting back on their feet and becoming uh, self-sustainable to be able to make some money, survive, and, and live on their own. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, and how long has this organization been around? For 53 years. 53 wow. years. Wow. Well, there you go. That's fantastic. Yes. And now Kevin is actually, you were actively, I guess for lack of a better word, a client of, uh, of these guys? Uh, yeah. I've gone there for about six months now. Um, I've also brought participants of mine since I am a uh, certified peer specialist okay. and recovery coach. All right. And one of the reasons we wanted to have you here is to illustrate to people listening because uh, Aaron was telling me that you guys receive how much food from Phil Abundance? Every week between four and 6,000 pounds. That's wow. amazing. So every right there, week. Every, every week. Wow. That's how important it is. So this is a big part of your process. You, you guys need that to, uh, to, number one, feed hungry people. You know? yeah, we could not be able to assist all the people that we do every week. We have three Fresh Connect locations that is partnership with Phil Abundance and United Way, Rolling Harvest Food Rescue. And we would never be able to serve all the people that we do every week without Phil Abundance. And you, you know, the, the thing is, and we, we say it all the time, and, and the fear that we have is that it becomes white noise after a while. It's just how how much this is needed. Like when, you know, the, the camp out has now become a thing like we've always say by hook or crook this must always continue because this food and what Phil Abundance does and the amount of people there's ripple effects upon ripple effects upon ripple effects and you know the the person who can eat can then go go out on job interviews and then can you know it's all about getting people up on their feet now I'm sure both of you can can address the issue of someone who's who doesn't know where to go and feels a little bit embarrassed or, or, or doesn't know how to ask for help. And, and we want to say, you know, it's hard, but get rid of that. There are services there that can help you, you know, change your life and beginning with you. So, so uh, uh, Kevin, describe your situation and where you were at. Uh, well, I was actually just struggling, um, low-income family, yeah. uh, just trying to, you know, make ends meet. And I went online and found a Fresh Connect program. Right. And with them, you know, they actually help families uh, learn how to eat healthier, uh, incorporate, you know, produce. Because when you're low income, you really go for the fast, quick food. You fast, know cheap I mean? stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's natural. Yeah. So with um, Fresh Connect, it really brings a lot to the community and helps so many people. It's really an amazing program. 
Um, did you grow up in a low-income household as no, a kid? No, actually, I didn't. No kidding. No. Okay. I came from a middle-class middle class family. Um, as I got older, you know, I made my own life decisions. Of course. And, uh, some poor, some good, but, you know, it landed me where I was and needed a little bit of help. So, um, like Steve was saying, you know... I was actually nervous to ask for help for right. a long time, and that's like the biggest thing that I really want to tell people is just don't be ashamed. Yep, ask for help; it's out there. Were you made to fe- Were you made to feel bad, or did, or not? The, were the people welcoming and 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 wanting you to be a part of uh, the program? Oh, extremely welcoming. right. Yeah, so you don't were, you don't have to have a fear. I, but I know it's a natural thing. We all have. Um, and you always think you're the only one who's going through this, but you're not. And this is what happens on a daily basis. So, and now as you look back on everything and how the way your life is going, uh, what would you want to tell the person who's kind of wrestling with do I or don't I? Uh, if the need is there, don't be ashamed. Just, yeah. just ask for help. There is help available. Just don't be ashamed. Was it tough that first time coming in? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to be that person. You know what I mean? Or you right. just, there is that, you know, like, there. yeah, I felt There's a little a bit of shame. Exactly. There's a stigma, yeah. And we get, hopefully get rid of that. And, and mm-hmm. Because once you stand on your feet and you're able to provide for yourself, exactly. that's everything. And I tell that's you what, when you give back. And yep. Aaron, you've probably seen this over the years that we've been doing the camp out for hunger. The amount of people that eventually do get back on their feet and find a way to turn their life around, they come back and they start giving to people. It's unbelievable. It you know? is unbelievable. In for us in Bucks County, people that have utilized Fresh Connect come back and volunteer yeah. at Fresh Connect, and they love it. We need fifteen volunteers every week at each location to be able to make it work, and so we need the community support. and And when those people come back, it's wonderful so, and very welcoming. Erin, besides Fresh Connect, how many other organizations, if you were to make a uh, a general guess, use Fill Abundance to do what you're doing? in this uh, in this area oh my goodness well in bucks county yeah. alone um there are five organizations that work together to to do fresh connect there are 60 food pantries yeah um that we distribute food to wow. every week it's wow. just a lot yeah all right so that's and that's the the step program that's how it goes it goes from yeah. fill abundance to places like uh the opportunity bucks county opportunity council then out to the uh, to the uh the shelters and and food pantries and all that stuff so that's the that trickle down uh, and how it all works out, and then people always ask exactly what it. Well, Phil Abundance is the is the is the central repository, and everyone who's providing any sort of food services can pull from this. And and uh, and and Phil Abundance is is masterful in the way they handle. It. You talk about the produce and the importance of having a good diet and not just cheap, you know, affordable yeah. junk food because you're not going to get your, your health is going to suffer as a result if you're not eating properly, and you can't get up and do what you need to do. So. Uh, you know, it, it's a perfect synergy. We just need to keep it going. Exactly. Yep. And yeah. Kevin, you're so you're a recovery coach right now. Yes. All right. So how often are you in talking to people? Is that uh... um, on a daily basis? Okay. On a daily basis, I work with people, and um, like I said, I looked up uh, Fresh Connect online, and I brought quite a few participants that I work with to Fresh Connect, and it's helped them tremendously in uh, so many ways. How many people would you see that you would 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 be qualified or would would constitute the working poor people who actually have jobs but cannot meet, you know, their their heating bills or their their food or you know that that are that have jobs but are still finding it hard to get ahead? Yeah, just mainly people that are working, you know, yeah. check to check, right? Barely, yeah. You know, just barely making it. You yeah. Know? 
By the way, I did read this stat that came out recently. Philadelphia has one of the highest uh, big city poverty rates in the country. Isn't that wild? With more than a quarter of all residents living below the meager federal poverty line, which, by the way, is $19,337 annually for a family of three. Mm-hmm. It seems like not how enough you, for one person. How do you make it yeah. work? Uh, the stats, the hunger and food security stats are going to be released uh, for Philadelphia uh, re- uh, soon and will be similarly high. So there you go. That's that's the black and white of it right there. We need your help. Uh, people like Kevin have, have gotten their life together on this yes. and are helping other people as well. And, Aaron, if people would like to help you out, how do they get in touch with the Bucks County Opportunity Council? They can go to our website, www.bcoc.org. Excellent. Okay. Well, we'll post that information online. And Kevin, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. We appreciate it. Happy to see that you're doing great and uh, that you're helping these guys out as well. It's wonderful. Thanks for having us. All right. We appreciate it. That's why we do it, folks. That's why we have a camp out for hunger. So Kevin White and uh, Aaron Lucas, and it is starting two two weeks from today. Yes. Two weeks for today. And there's the Head Start program, which you can get the details of. But you can stop by your local Acme and you can donate now because that makes sure we have a a nice Monday. Because they come in Monday, that first day. And do a big drop off from collections that have happened over the past couple of weeks. And with that, obviously, there's a lot of things to play when you go into the Acme. And there's a lot of things going on. If you don't, if you don't see anything, you may want to ask someone about the, uh, you know, how you donate to the camp out for hunger. Yep, all the info's there at uh, wmmr.com. If you go by the frosted mug and register inside there and make a donation, you can get an MMR Rocks beer mug. Wow, the supplies last exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. We got an announcement coming up a little bit later on this morning. We think you'll like and more. Stay down. MMR rocks. Enough said. Thank you, Kathy. We got some great food in our green room. I want to thank Reen's Deli and Catering from the Great Northeast for bringing us this food. Uh, they brought an assortment of their hoagies made with decent Watson premium meats and artisan cheeses. And you can check them out at WMMR.com. The keyword is deli, by the way. And there's a new video of uh, Casey's. Of course, uh, Real Philly Deli Tour stopping at Reens. And who came in this morning, uh, Case? Oh, I, I forget your name, but she's a huge fan of the show. What's what? your name? Terry. 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 Hey, Terry. Terry's Thank awesome. You. Terry came in this morning. I uh, Sorry about that. But uh, they they brought a nice spread of food, and Casey's got a great video, and you can check that out at uh, PrestonSteve.com or WMMR.com. So we are, you know, Thanksgiving is next week. What? I know. <laughs> I know. My wife and I were doing a little reality check on that yesterday. It's next week. My mom and I are on a, like a standoff. It's because no one's offering to have it. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So we don't know what we're eating. Okay. Wow. You have to order a bird. <laughs> what do you mean? You, I, well, you have to. Uh, well, listen, if you want to just get it. Oh, you mean you have to order it ahead yeah. of time? Yeah. I think we usually just get it at the supermarket. But yeah, so both of us are like, oh. Hmm. Is this a first? Okay. Because I, I, you're, I was always under the impression that your mom is kind of like the big. Courier and Ives, yes. uh, home for the holidays, totally. ran the whole thing. And, Everybody and what changed? I think that she's anticipating having Christmas, so oh, she right. doesn't want to do both. I was talking to some friends over the weekend. They're going to Punta Cana for Thanksgiving. We did, we did that years ago. Thanksgiving? We went, we went to Mexico. This no was kidding. We were back at Y100, I think. Okay. And yeah, we went for Thanksgiving, and it was so much. Now, we went with a huge group of people. We had right. about 20 were people Were they all dressed as pilgrims? <laughs> no, we didn't. But it was odd to be in Mexico. Like, we were trying to find a turkey dinner, and they were like, no, but you can have tacos. Yeah, this is a whole family, so like 17 people are going. So the, the, the yeah. grandparents are paying yeah. for everybody to go, so oh, that's, that's cool. pretty sweet. Yeah. I understand that you have the, the family, and you know, that's it's a time most people have off and they can go do it but traveling around thanksgiving 
It's got to be a freaking nightmare. I'm still, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and while I don't think I'd like to spend Thanksgiving away somewhere, I've been pitching pretty hard for an island Christmas sometime. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I know that's probably a great idea, but I, and I may come around to it at some point, but I, I, uh, I do love the northeastern Christmas vibe. Oh, it's nice and all. Yeah, but, but I but know what you're saying. I, I, I want to by by the end of December, we'll just be getting really sick and tired of the cold weather, and to go away, I think would be. I'd like to at least try it. After a you while, I mean? do you know how Jesus used to celebrate his own birthday? He'd go snorkeling. Would he? Yeah. <laughs> so wow. this is right in line with it. He certainly wasn't in the snow. That's yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. Two things. I've done that. Preston, 1995 was a family Christmas. The, the present that everybody got that year was a trip to Cabo San Lucas, and it was uh, one of the best Christmases we've ever had. It was all my family from L.A., everybody from here, and it, it, there was an awesome Christmas. And second thing is, Steve, this year I am doing the train ride on the day before Thanksgiving on on Wednesday. Uh, the I'm, I'm getting, on, getting on Amtrak. I'm heading down to Falls Church, Virginia. That's where oh, my brother okay. lives. Yeah. And so I'm. Uh, I haven't done a train ride or travel. On... It's so comfortable, and there's so much leg room. Well, <laughs> I love I love train rides. I, and no, I, they're I, awesome. It's a, it's a civilized way to go. I did it when we were in London. I, I did the train from uh, London to Paris, and I think the train the... from 30th Street Station to <laughs> Union Station in DC slightly different and um, a that, little more cattle carish. Yeah, and and that day, that yeah. Wednesday, is obviously the busiest travel day of the year. So I'll be I'll be really curious. To to see what that travel is like. You'll be better off on the train, though, than on the road. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it may be packed, but at least you know what time you're leaving and what time you'll get there. It's supposed to be not, two and a half hours. Not for anything, but I mean, so I, years ago, as I, uh, I've said before, I decide I'm going to host the big, we're going to host the big family get-together so everyone has to come here. I make it well worth everyone's while to do it. I put them up and take care of everything. That alone so that I don't have to deal with the the mental pain and anguish of commuting around the holidays is well worth it. And so for Thanksgiving, I stay here and my wife goes down to her sisters, my sister-in-laws down in uh, Virginia because it's right before the camp out. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm going to be away from the house for a while anyway. When's the last time you guys have spent Thanksgiving together? It's, it has, been, it's been years. Has it been years? It's okay. been about uh, six years, seven years. Okay. But if that's your tradition, you're used to it. It's fine. Yeah. And we have the we have a big blowout Christmas family get-together. So mm-hmm. we're fine. It's only just a, a few weeks later. But I, I can't handle that. You know, why should a time of family and togetherness and warmth and sitting in the in the living room be replaced with wanting to blow somebody's brains out of the Long Island <laughs> Expressway. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. By the way, the uh, uh, the Pringles Thanksgiving flavors have all sold out. All wow. of them. Wow. They sold out that day. That That they day. were released. So don't get your hopes up about that. Well, thanks for sending us a complimentary case of them, Pringles. There's another uh, thing that... Uh, that people start to participate in or organize this time of year, and that Satanic is... Satanic rituals. Well, that <laughs> yeah. may be. No, the, the company holiday party. Yeah. Oh, the planning. Will start happening you know, in the next few weeks, generally after Thanksgiving. But there was a stat that came out uh, that said that uh, this... Uh, apparently, a lot of companies, or it says 35%, so more... Um, that's are, almost 34%. They are, that's more than 34%. Yeah. Uh, they are not going to hold an office uh, holiday party uh, when surveyed. I bet you I know why. Okay. All right. Uh, is, are we talking about uh, Me Too stuff? And That's uh, part of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the number, this is according to the um, 
vice president at executive outplacement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas that says that the number could be due to several factors, including potential liability following the Me Too movement. Uh, and this was a this was, they surveyed 150 human resources representatives across the U.S. in October. Nearly 27 percent of companies reported a policy of never hosting holiday parties, the highest since the survey began in 2004. Another know- another eight percent reported that they are not holding a party this year. Of the companies throwing a holiday bash, nearly 58 percent reported addressing the Me Too movement with their staff this year. <laughs> nearly 40 percent said that they had not addressed the issue and had no plans of doing so before their party. Do you know what I think is honestly a better replacement? Is like is like a potluck 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 uh, lunch or or, or gathering. You know, in the conference room or whatever, and just make a nice thing where everyone can have a little bit of, you know, set some time aside during the day so that everyone could just take a little bit of a break and go in and have some food and hang out with everybody. This way, it's not on your time. You know what I'm saying? Nothing good comes from holiday, from office holiday parties. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe you can have a good time, but more often than not, somebody does something stupid. And if they don't get fired, they at least it, it kind of looms over them for a while. And people have been fired, and you, or else sure. you say, and then or else you say, there was a, a, a an old employee of the company who I remember for the first time at the at the uh, office party met the at that time the head muckety muck John Fulham and said something and just screwed up and it and haunted them. Really? For, yes, and I'm like ah. Oh. And so the the office party, you know, because you're nervous and everyone's nervous and people are trying not to drink to excess or whatever. And it's just, it's a, you're right, it's a nightmare. Does that person still work here? No. Oh, can you say who it is? Or do you uh, want to write it down? Write it down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I'm curious. No. All right, Nick. I was uh, um, hanging with a friend on Friday night and uh, he's an engineer and it's, it's a you know relatively large firm. Their holiday party every year gets bigger and bigger and... Okay, no. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, and um, it's a huge deal for his company. So every and this year they're doing it at that uh, that Gaylord Center down in D.C. or outside oh, of Washington. I love it yeah. there. Yeah, and so um, it's all up and down the East Coast, and so for them it's nothing but a great time. Everybody really enjoys themselves, and it's a huge deal for everybody to show up. So it and actually to not be there is it kind of looked down upon for for not attending. So when does this take place? Uh, right around the holidays. Okay, and so like uh, mid December, and and they look forward to it every year. The company spends a lot of money, and it's a really big team building slash party type of a weekend. It's, and it's also, you, you also have to just protect against, the company has to protect, you know, themselves. Yeah. I think the thing to do, a nice thing to do, is give all the employees $50,000. <laughs> I think everyone will be down with that. Hey, you know what, though? Like, 100 bucks would be pretty cool. It's probably what you're going to spend on the party anyway. Just tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, anything a bonus. like that. But don't, didn't you like, you know, don't you like when we have little gatherings in here? Like, it's... In the conference room or whatever, you get to see people that you had the, the no idea you were working with. Yeah, the daytime gathering, I'm I'm cool with. When the tr- the trouble with uh, with some of these office parties is that people, some people live further out, some people live close to the. But they're here when for work, and that's exactly yeah. here. So you go home to to Harleysville, yeah, and you've got to uh, turn around and come back, and and, and there's traffic, and there's it's, traffic. Yeah. It's, it, it, what is like a two hour appearance at a party becomes a, a six hour appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think if they could maybe have the holiday party in Conshohocken, 
then yes. I'll definitely go. <laughs> right? But right. what if it's right here while you're at work? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but then, but even when they do that, they do it at like you two know. o'clock in the afternoon. Kathy Marissa was in Conchahokan the other day, and you didn't even make it out to that. So let's let's be honest. You yeah. might make it I to you. No, she didn't go. In fact, Marissa posted a video oh. scanning the room looking for her. Marissa was literally five minutes away. And listen, even said, I'll be I there. Totally. Listen, I completely forgot. Forgot completely until Steve said on the conference call, he's like, "I get Kathy, I guess you're going to the boathouse and Marissa. And I was like, oh, no. I was literally oh, in sweatpants no. sitting on my couch. Don't worry. Marissa got you back with raw chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me go to, I'm going to go to Dave here. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, man? Uh, office party a few years ago, two companies merged, and the CEO was in the ballroom at a, and had a nightclub attached um, in the ballroom of the hotel. He went over to the uh, bar, he opened his credit card, and then left. And in about two hours, we racked up about $3,000 worth of drinks. Yeah, so, but, but it, that was his intention, though, right? Was to let everybody drink on his tab? He thought it was only going to be open for maybe like 20 minutes and buy one round, but the bartender forgot to close it out. <gasps> Oops. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what size company are we talking? We were about 150 people, but there were a lot of people in that bar that got free drinks that didn't work for the company. <laughs> well, t- to be honest, a $3,000 tab for that amount of people, is that's actually pretty good. Dave, that's not did, that bad. did he say anything about it? We heard to the business office that he was pretty ticked off, and the next year, I don't even think he attended the Christmas party because he was so ticked off about it. Okay. He just did not show up. Okay. It used to be a thing. I, I guess so. it was used to be more of a thing about the excitement of that and, and, and um, interacting. But again, I say if you're a company this, this holiday season, entertain the notion of, do you like the potluck concept, or is that, am I? It's all right. Yeah. 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 Or, or does the company pay for uh, food to be brought in or whatever. That's nice as well. That's even. What well, does better. everyone get? Fifty thousand dollars. I, I I would prefer a catered yes. uh, thing here at the at the office. You got to try Kathy's chicken wrap. It's rather. really. Good. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Stop. I remember that we did is Y one hundred and it was before I did mornings and yeah. uh, we had our Christmas party. It was a lot of fun. It was at the Triangle Tavern. Which is just such a uh, place, such a character in itself, right? Um, but I remember talking to the members of the morning show because they were leaving around like eight forty-five, yeah. nine o'clock. I'm like, guys, come on, you're not going to stay. The party's just getting started. Like, who? Oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, how lame. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Flash forward. You serious? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my hey, God. it's seven thirty. I got to be leaving. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now I totally understand. Right. It. What was the uh, the company dinner that we had? Was it for Pierre or something at, at White Dog? Yeah, and that was, it was really Pierre's. nice. That was a fun one. That yeah. was, and that was. A, but I think was that on a Friday? No, that was that was a. Well, I don't think so. But it was it was a sit down dinner. It was a yeah. little different. It wasn't uh, you know. It wasn't the whole company either. Right. It was, was it just yeah. a station? It was program. Yeah, specifically, okay. it was just the people that uh, Pierre likes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He put out so if, you, if you weren't there, I think you get the message. <laughs> yeah, maybe you do. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're saying, though, but it's going to be uh, the lowest yet as far as uh, numbers uh, participating in uh, office parties. I don't know. Uh, you know it's, our our uh, schedule does not... Condone ours o- does not office parties. You know, we, I, yeah. I'd rather just uh, I'd rather just be at home at the end of the weekend. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The, the subdued celebration comes also as uh, companies sit on tax savings and generally report thriving business conditions. So they've got the money to do it. Well, then uh, they cater a nice event during the day. I think that I like that idea. There, we've just decided. I'm going to go to uh, Scott. Scott, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hey, what's happening, man? 
Hey, it wasn't a Christmas party, but I was at a convention and up in New York City, and we were in Times Square, and my boss opened up. Uh, we had a small bar for reception for clients, and he opened up the bar for like three hours, and everybody kind of went a little insane buying stuff. So the guy, like a week later, goes check into a hotel, uses American Express, and they said, well, you need to call American Express. And he calls him and finds out that in three hours he racked up sixty five grand on his <laughs> Now you're talking. $65,000? And he was, like, flipping out because they were like, we need a payment, like, immediately. And the company was a pretty large company, and they, they flipped out on him and told him he was coming out of his out of his bonus and stuff because he was a VP of the company. And, um, yeah, he had to use another card that day because they racked up. Come to find out, they were getting cigars. They were getting hors d'oeuvres. They had to have been buying the most expensive bottles of wine and Louis the well, 13th and stuff like that. Your finest pizza bagels. Right. Yeah, it was in, it was at Times Square. We were at the Marriott right on Times Square. So nothing's cheap there. No, no. No, it is expensive, yeah. Wow. So, 65 grand. Yeah, he was... He was like really, um, really stingy with everything after that. Uh, yeah. I think what you do is, in nice that shot. case, just to hedge your bets, you present each employee with a coupon redeemable for one mid-sized drink. There you go. <laughs> I can't remember the last Happy holiday, holidays. holiday party I went to for us. I mean, we, we've had dinners and, and events and over the years, and I just last year's I think was, was after this year. I think well, it was in it, January. Yes, it was. Yeah. The last one I went to was at the Waterworks behind okay. the uh, art museum. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And that, one there? that was. Was that MMR? That was Barsky's goodbye party. And then the one before that was at uh, was in Maniunk where uh, Rabbi, Rabbi puked on the stairs. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was a good one. At the brew pub. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I there think was... they've had it at the same place the last couple of years. I went one year. I cannot. Um, I cannot think of the name. One of, of the it. years, it's a, it, a really nice place. It was at uh, Maggiano's in King of Prussia one year, uh, okay. but that was probably twelve years ago. And then there was one at an, an Italian restaurant down on Delaware Ave, Columbus Boulevard. Uh, yeah, I went, that's. I think that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, La I Miranda mean, or no. no? Okay, I thought yeah. we legitimately like the people that work here. You know, it's a great experience. Love hanging out with them. But but again, as you say, after hours, a lot of people after you've dispersed, you've got to come back again, and that becomes an issue. So yep, yep, exactly. So and I think it's I think it's less of an issue for other people. I think us so much because we get up so early. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Now another thing, another annual event that is coming up, and it is next week, is uh, Black Friday. Yes, and so some studies have been done on what people are planning on spending from the Institute of Just Saying, the the Just Saying Institute, uh, and it says that uh, the average Black Friday shopper plans on spending about over five hundred dollars this year. What oh, about wow. you, Kathy? Is that is that in the realm, or is that below what, or above? I'm, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure. I'm a little overwhelmed by Black Friday now at this point because, well, be, just because I'm confused as to are you really getting a deal? And That's I, the deal. Yeah, exactly. And the I've deal. Looked, I've looked at a couple of things, and what I'm seeing is, um, is that you can get similar deals. It depends on the store, depends on on what they're doing, but um, some places you can get the deal ahead of time. Like if you're, um, like I'm a Gap Old Navy credit yes. card holder. Way to boast. Well. But supposedly I can get the same deal um, this week, later this week, and I don't have to go out on Black Friday. But mm-hmm. now Target is having these great deals in store, so maybe it's worth it going to Target. I don't know. Kathy, do you find that, that that a lot of these places are just hoping that the glow of the concept of Black Friday allows them to sort of put out deals that aren't necessarily that spectacular because people just go glom them up because they think, well, it's a Black Friday deal. It has to be the best you can get it at. I think that some of them are actual deals. I think okay. you are getting a deal. What I'm confused about is that is it really just 
on Black Friday. I, right. I don't think it is. I think you can get it prior to when they, they're holding you know preview sales, and I think you can get it on Cyber Monday as well. Also, you don't have to put up with that morass of crap. Yep. You know, when you go, you, in fact, you, you used to be, this used to be your thing. Well, it was you, my thing when it, when it was, yeah. when you would get free gifts when you went into the store. Like, that's, that's usually what I would go for. There were some stores that I knew of that gave decent, free. Was promised a pair of oven mitts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it what was. Type, what are free gifts? Like, what, what would you get? Um, so, like, I, I, this, and again, this was, like, years ago, so yeah. I have no idea if they still do this or not. But um, we would, my friend and I would always go to Express because they always gave you, they would give you a free, like, decent gift. It was like a purse or, you know, something okay. that was that was decent enough to go for. Old Navy used to do hats, scarves, and gloves for like a dollar. But now they do that dollar thing all the time. They do it in the summer with the flip-flops. And, you know, so it's not it, – the, the novelty of it is kind of worn off. I actually felt like you this weekend. I just wanted to buy some stuff. <laughs> Buy some. Did it feel good? And I saw Rochelle, uh, like, uh, on, she, had, she had something Friday night, and I saw her on Saturday. I'm like – had a few beers last night and I bought a few things. <laughs> just, just to let you know. I just, just so I, you know. I just, I just bought some stuff and it'll be coming in the mail soon. <laughs> She's like, for who? I'm like, for me. What do you think? Of course. I just purchased another gimp mask. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Black Friday, too, that you have to know what you want. Like the, the whole going out and browsing for it, you're not going to get the deal then. You need to know, okay, I'm buying a TV this year. Here's the deals on the TV. Right. You, no, obviously an informed consumer will do better. But the uh, the truth of the matter is, it's the whole complexion of all this stuff, whether it be the office party or a lot. There, there, there are tectonic shifts taking place in the way these things are uh, experienced. And also, Cyber uh, Monday, which follows Black Friday, correct, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. is as was the biggest it has ever been last year. And But don't forget, last year, uh, a lot of people, it was the biggest day for um, scamming. A lot of people's yes. credit card numbers got stolen that day. Yeah, really? I was, I yeah. was able to skim a few myself. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this the survey that was done said it pulled 2,000 Americans on all things Black Friday and found that not only is Black Friday still thriving, but over half of us will be hitting the stores that day. I thought it had really kind of dropped off, but apparently it's still the rage. Now, you don't see as many riots as you used to or right. fights and things well, like that. Well, when you use us, terms yeah. like doorbusters, right. which which connotes a massive surging crowd crushing people through a door. Right. Well, there are still doorbusters. So Target is doing doorbusters. I believe Walmart is too. Um, but I actually found this uh, this woman. She's like, a, I think she's on Instagram, but she's like a couponer, you know. Um, her name is Mama Cheap or Mama Cheeps. And she literally has i think every product available mama cheeps yeah on her website listen it's listed and she tells you exactly where to go to get the best deal on that product so tvs you know other electronics Hmm. game systems anything Hmm. uh it's it was but that's what kind of overwhelmed me a little bit there was so much there that i thought you have to know what you want to look to see where the deal is okay is mama cheeps a flyers fan uh, she's. I mean, she's local. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so she yeah, get Mama her, Cheeps in here. Well, there's a kid that. Uh, yeah, check and see if that's the same one. If Mister Cheeps let her out of the house. Uh, by the way, so as far as the the Black Friday shopping lists go, at the top of the list, uh, clothes are what people are going to buy the most of. Clothes. Yeah, fifty two fifty three percent say clothes are the most things they're going to get. <laughs> Uh, a laptop or computer was second with 47%. Yeah. See, but that, that's something that you can search to find where to go to get that deal. From Mama Cheeps? Yes. A TV is 37%, and, and those are the most coveted items. But listen to this. Most people uh, may not be buying those items for themselves. 
only 33% of Americans say that they're going to be shopping for others on Black Friday. Like, the majority of the shopping, so 75-some-odd uh, percent, oh, yeah. are buying for themselves. Oh, are buying That's for themselves. That's the way it should be. Themselves. Oh, what Jesus I, taught us. Well, I used to do that, you know, before I had a kid. But now it's, you know, all about what the, the how, how much I can get off the Nerf blast. Art of the dill. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, respondents also said they'll endure traveling to three different stores just to find the products that they have their eye on this Black Friday. There was, there, there have been times in the past where I've just gone out just to see what it was like, you know, just to kind of duck in and, and see the, the pandemonium. Cause it will also, it, it does help to get you a little bit in the holiday spirit. Yeah. Of course, at that point, um, you know, we're prepping for the camp out. Yeah. So we're going to get a massive dose of the holiday spirit during the camp out. Hang on. I'm going to go here, Steve. This will speak to you. Ben works at GameStop. All right. Let me go to him. Hi, Ben. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, how you guys doing? Good, what's up, man? Um, I was just kind of laying in. I heard you guys talking about, like, are the deals really deals? And that's something I actually noticed. I worked at GameStop until about a month ago. I was there for six years. And um, last year was really the first year where I was actually looking over everything. Oh, we're actually getting some serious deals. Because mostly it was just the same price as this stuff. Maybe get a gift card with it. But, sure. Um, and a lot of the times with, uh, with, I think, these stores is you end up getting way better deals on Cyber Monday. Like, that's... For me, that's the holiday now. So you're thinking if, okay. if, if you're buying, in, if you're in the game world or buying game systems, best better to wait for Cyber Monday to get your deal, your deals. Yeah, uh, like a couple years ago, you know, I bought like a gaming laptop and had like four hundred dollars off of it. Like it's, Whoa. it's definitely maybe the I don't know maybe it's just because of the word cyber is where all the video game deals are. But that's right, what I've noticed. Yeah. All right, well, thanks. All right, interesting. Yeah, well, thanks, appreciate it, Ben. Somebody says also, don't forget Small Business Saturday. That's a good one too. Yeah. Wait, you have Black Friday. On Friday, obviously, yep. Small Business Saturday. Yeah. So you go to the more independent places yep. and buy from them, I guess. And I guess, are they having deals? Yeah, they'll to... have deals, too. Okay. Because yeah. that's, that's the problem. you got to have some kind of a right. percentage off. To, that's what these particular days are about. They're sales, right? Yeah. Like so, Strip Club Saturday. Like Strip Club Saturday. <laughs> or Sunday, even. Four well, House Wednesdays. Day off all that yeah. spending. Yeah, right. So Sunday's right. the day off. <laughs> Very, day. very interesting. Okay, well, we are, it's, it's as you said, Steve, I used the, the word looming earlier. Oh, it's uh, looming. All this stuff is looming. You know, Thanksgiving, the full-on holidays, the camp out for hunger. But the first thing to put on your list is our calendar release party. It's this Friday. Yay! And we are headed to Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia. And that's and, free. And that is absolutely free. It's the best price you can Don't have. even have to look at Mama Cheeps for this. Nope. And you can come out and get your calendar for free, as Kathy said, one per person. Keep that in mind, because after that, they you have to buy them. They're going to be $15, all right? So keep that in mind. You can do those online, all right? Now, WMMR.com has all the details. All the ladies are going to be there. We are all going to be there. And a quick thank you to, to the people that helped make this happen. OSBX, Orange Cryo, Guppy's Food, Good Times in uh, Conchahawken, South Philly, uh, for providing lunch. Also, Panera Bread. They gave us breakfast for the photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, Hair by Tori from Gravity Hair Salon and Makeup by Victoria from Beauty by Victoria C. So all that good stuff. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment or two. Stay with us because we still have an announcement coming up this morning. We're going to do it around 10. And thank you as well to Deeds and Watson, the Real Philly Deli, uh, Reen's Deli and Catering for coming in this morning. They've been serving generations of families in Northeast Philly for over five decades. You can check out Casey's visit at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deli. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. 
Hey, it's Preston from the Preston and Steve Show. This holiday season, I'm going to be buying Hannah Stone Massage and Facial Spot gift cards for my family and friends. And listen, during the Black Friday weekend, it is their buy one, get one free sale on gift cards. Visit one of their over 50 locations in your neighborhood or visit hannahandstone.com. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Do you hate coupon sales and haggling? Head to Steven Singer Jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. Steven doesn't play those pricing games. Visit him at the other corner of 8th and Walnut or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You want to go? All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, can I do a couple shout outs? Oh, please. Don't mind? Here's one that, that's uh, been sitting around for a little bit. Um, and I was supposed to do it this past week. It says, uh, my fa- fiance and I are, are high school sweethearts. We'll be getting married this Friday, November 9th. So they just got married. Uh, after being together for 14 years. 14 years. And avid listeners of the show. So this is from Samantha, and she wants to shout out for uh, Josh. Uh, and she says, but as listeners, I know that if it happens any time in the next few months, then Preston was on the ball, not like with the dead guy dead guy in the envelope. <laughs> Thank you, Samantha. Uh, so anyhow, here's a shout out for you guys, and I hope you had a great uh, event. Um, this one is for, it says, hey, Friday the 9th. So I missed that one, too. Uh, my not son, by much. My son Jacob's birthday will be 19 years old. I'm asking you to dedicate a shout out to him. Uh, from his mother and I, and I after or bizarre the fi- before the bizarre files. I listen. This gang. is after and before. Good point. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I know he. You're will, almost too good. He'll be listening <laughs> as he plans his commute to school to Penn State. Listening to the bizarre files, and this would mean a great deal to us if he's uh, because he is a dedicated listener of the files. It's uh, started started many years ago, longer than I can remember. I would share the the bizarre file stories with him on the way to work, and I would call the house and leave a message of what was on so he could listen to it when he came home from school. So that's cool. So that's from Michael and Michelle Arnold, and that is for Jacob. And uh, remember, you can podcast this stuff, too. Does it not amaze you uh, how many, you know, we've become sort of... I mean, obviously, we think of everybody as a fam, a family, yeah. but uh, that uh, kids and their parents kind of have a common topic yeah and we're it i love it it's, or is that something to be terrified of? no that, that we're the common topic it's very flattering all right it is it's it. wonderful all right and uh here's another one listen i had to you guys all got this but i had to um i had to edit it down yes. because there's a lot of information but this is from um uh let's see bryant and uh, brian and judy seeds and they got in touch. They just, they had a baby on Friday, November 2nd. The daughter is Ruby June Seeds. Uh, she was a full-term baby, but uh, there were complications. So uh, she was treated for pneumonia because she had swallowed some of the amniotic fluid during the birthing process. It ended up, she is suffering from uh, laryngomalacia, or paralysis of the vocal cords, and it makes it hard to breathe. Uh, so the vocal cords only open up a fraction of what a, a normal child should. And they said they ended up having to get a tracheotomy uh, and having an artificial airway put in her uh, to provide what they can only hope to be a normal as possible childhood. So they, they're also going to have to undergo this six weeks of intense training in order to be able to care for the child with an artificial airway. Uh, and they also said we're also going to need to have a live-in nurse for a few weeks as well, which made us come to the conclusion that we've had to put an addition under our already tight and cramped house. Um, and they said, listen, we, we don't, we're not ones who look for handouts, but they've created a GoFundMe page because they're going to need some help. This is a lot to do. So, uh, Nick, I'm sure you got the email. I got it, yeah. And I actually uh, emailed back and forth with Brian a little bit. 
Uh, he said main, right now his main goal is just to make his wife smile a little bit. Okay. So hopefully this this will do that. So they wanted to send a shard out, and we're happy to do that. It says, please give Gina, Colleen, Patty, Brianna, Melanie, Kat, Brittany, and all the other nurses at Alfred I. DuPont at NICU South a big gratitude-filled shout from the uh, from Ruby's parents, Brian and Judy Seeds, as well as a big gratitude-filled thank you to the Nick. You nurses at Phoenixville Hospital as well. These ladies are true, caring angels sent from the heavens. Well, so we are happy to do that, and uh, we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll post the information about your GoFundMe, and hopefully, can get some support that way too. Case, do you want to do a uh, Tom Jones on this? Here yeah! we go. That's for the whole gang there. Good luck to you guys. And then one last one, and then I'll be all caught up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, can you give my beautiful wife, Candy Juice, a shout-out? Her 30th birthday is October 20th, so we're doing it on the 12th of, <laughs> no, of November. I actually got this this morning. It, it, wow. It, it landed it's in, my, still glowing. in my inbox, well, but it says a shout-out for her 30th birthday on October 20th. Mm-hmm. You think they just Next wrote year. The wrong, they wrote the wrong month, maybe? Maybe. All right. Or maybe they're just assuming there's going to be a bit of a delay. Uh, so this is from Mike Gerard or Gerard. I'm not sure how you say it, but it says that uh, I've been a loyal listener for 15 years, and I converted last year, and she's been a loyal podcaster since. The segment that really convinced her was the beautiful Southern lilt to Harper Lee's sister's voice. <laughs> I just watched that oh, over, you? over yeah. the weekend. Carter and I did, and we're cracking up. So here's a shard out. For your One beautiful wife, me... Kate, from Mike. Just two seconds as I get back to the shard page. I was going to Harper Lee, and now I'm coming back, and it'll just take... There you, there you go. There you go. Every now and then, I will get an email that was sent to me months ago, and I'll, I'll, I don't know where it gets stuck. I don't, yes. under, I don't understand the cyber thing that happens where it's, it's somewhere in the tubes. I agree. But it's very odd, and it'll just show up months later. Yeah, I get it from time to time as well. Very odd. Yeah. All right. And then, Steve, you wanted to mention the uh, the cat litter. Yes. Thing. Slide from Arm & Hammer. Arm & Hammer is, uh, has um, uh, graciously offered to donate $10,000 to Max Fun, which is my wife's oh my charity. Oh, Really? Yes. So uh, That is the greatest litter ever. <laughs> it is the greatest litter ever. And there is a rap song. that this, It's kind of a funny, cute rap song that this guy did. If you go to PrestonandSteve.com or MaxFun.com, and all you got to do is watch the video. They're trying to get the, the views up on this video. Uh, check out a minute, a minute and a half, and if uh, there's a certain number that's hit, the money will be donated to Max Fund, which and that money then basically the same way like uh, Phil Abundance Services is a repository. This is this is money that can go to different groups that do TNR and and uh, rescue work and take care of homeless cats and and uh, feral cats. And if you care about cats and if you're an animal lover, we'd really appreciate you doing it. And it yes. is, by the way, the best cat litter out there. Cat, cat yeah, that came to I my am... house, she was walking around the house, and she, you could not believe I had nine cats, right? Well, yes. You use a lot more uh, cat litter than I do. I only have two cats, but I use that same litter. Yeah. I am so happy that I don't have to use cat litter anymore. Yeah. And I loved my cat. Yeah. Oh, death. sure. She lived to be 22 years old, but I... dear Lord, am I happy that I hated going through the, the litter box. It's you took extraordinarily that... good oh. care of that cat. You're off the hook. It's the worst thing about having cats. Cats are great, yeah. but the litter and the fact that they go to the bathroom in the house, not yeah. great. I have a little you kitty. Do it. Do no, you? Of course, of course, I do. I have to make it meticulous for the cats okay. so that they don't are they're not tempted to go anywhere else but that box. Okay, all right. I got a kitty a week ago, Kathy, and yes, yeah, and she's right. adorable. And uh, so I, I haven't had a cat in a long time. I had cats growing up. Um, we named her uh, over the weekend finally. But um, her her favorite game right now, Steve. 
is uh, taking the kitty litter and throwing it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, I do that. As much as she, and her, she goes uh, for distance. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is yeah, a yeah. really impressive thing for a 13-week-old kid. Once you get a little, a little bigger, she will, uh, um, uh, you, you can put the sides, make it get a deeper pan. Well, we have her in one that. room right now, so right. we're just trying to keep her quarantined, but it's, it's pretty hilarious to watch. All right, and the name? Uh, we went with Mabel because we wanted to go with an old person's name and uh, her, her middle, <laughs> so it's Love middle, it. uh, her uh, first name's Mabel, middle name, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, Mabel word. Jeff Goldblum yes. McAway. Yes. That's great. Right. Was Ben involved in the naming? Yes. Okay. Very helpful. I like Mabel. But yeah, I like her her foster name was Penny and we were we love that name and, and we were uh, actually mentioned Penny Lane last week on the show and um and so we thought about keeping that but we just wanted to come up with her her own name that we you know, that we came up with, not just the Mabel. foster name. Myrtle would have been a good one. Myrtle was uh, one of the ones that we considered, but we went with Mabel. Which leads us to Dr. Seuss. How about that? Set? Yes. Myrtle the Turtle. Myrtle the wasn't Turtle. That, wasn't that one yes. of the, uh, the Dr. Uh, Seuss I think that books? was one of the Dr. Seuss books. Um, Theodore Geisel, right? That's his real Geisel name. Geisel or Geisel, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Yertle the Turtle. Uh, Yertle, that's it. I'm sorry. Morning, right. Myrtle. You're it's, right. It's it was, Myrtle the Whore. It was Yertle the Turtle. You're exactly correct. And what was Yertle's deal? I've forgotten. Uh, he was very slow. Uh, I was... Uh, uh, Lactose intolerant. No. Yertle. All right, I don't remember. Yertle ended up like on the bottom of a pile, I think. Yeah, I it was crushed say. to death. Yeah, yeah. Yertle the turtle. You know what? Was Yertle the turtle I have about, no idea. about Hitler? I think Hang so. Second. Uh, yeah. Yertle the turtle was uh, was uh, his way to uh, criticize Adolf Hitler, believe it or and not. And Mussolini was an actual moose. <laughs> Listen, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> one of one of my kids' uh, teachers, uh, Parker, takes a class. It's um, I think it's uh, uh, it might be like fear and horror. It's a literary class. Yes, it's pretty cool, right up my alley. But there's all I these don't have one though. All these Dr. Seuss books that are hanging on her wall because I went there for parents, uh, you know, parent teacher day. Yeah, and all the um, the Dr. Seuss books have alternate titles to them. So. Like the Sneetches. You sent me that. It's just called Racism. Yeah. Huh. And Yertle oh. the Turtle, it, it was something Hitler. about about Hitler. Because these all these stories have these morals to them. And they... Damn mi- morals. They mimic things in, in real life. Yeah. And the Sneetches is... I, I remember... I loved the Starbelly Sneetches. I used to love that when I was a kid. And it, sure enough, it's about equality and, and not judging people for what they and have. And it's for it. What they have or don't have is not for racism. No, it's for it's for equality. For equality, yes. Yes, yeah. yes so Yertle represented Adolf Hitler with Yertle's despotic rule of the pond and takeover of the surrounding area parallel to Hitler's regi- uh, regime in Germany and the invasion of various parts of Europe. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, and now with the success this week, obviously this is very timely, of course, because uh, how the Grinch exactly. stole Christmas. Exactly. $66 million at the box office. He's, he's still um, capturing the, uh, the, the, uh, the hearts and minds of... People everywhere. But, Boy, that's a good ad campaign. But apparently Theodore Seuss Geisel uh, hated children, and uh, he valued his devoted wife so little that he had an affair while she was dying from cancer. I love this, because mm-hmm. this this, this is, gives a context that makes you appreciate the stories even more. That such a raging prick could have written stuff that was so wonderful. Even his second wife decided that it would be better if she sent her two daughters to boarding school, so he would I not I hate have, kids, and I hate you. So he would not have to face them. Uh, since his death in 1991, what's uh, the what's the book about the veiled crappy husband? Oh, I don't know about that. One. <laughs> Bartholomew yeah, Cubbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, his second wife Audrey has turned her late husband's work into a multi-million dollar venture. Uh, he has sold more than 600 million books worldwide. <laughs> yeah, and this is the the Grinch is the fifth film to be released that is based on one of those books. Uh, put simply. 
There were two sides to the writer. The fun Dr. Seuss, whose characters continue to inspire children across the world. Delightful. And the far more Grinch-like Theodore, who preferred to live as a recluse up a mountain and was prone to depressed thoughts. Miserable. This is according to The Sun, by the way, the the newspaper. But I've heard this story before uh, to varying degrees. This was a little bit more comprehensive than stuff I'd heard in the past. Uh, The whole thing about the... uh, cheating on the wife while she was dying of cancer. Yeah, his wife, Audrey, who is now 97, said that he was a little frightened by children. He always said... I hate them. No. (laughs) Hate the little bastards. I mean, but they're great for making money. No. (laughs) I mean, they're so stupid and their reading comprehension is so limited. I can make up words and they think it's real. He said, you have... I need a car. (laughs) (laughs) Time for a Rolls. (laughs) Burful to Durful. Let's go to it. Just crank out a book. (laughs) Yep, here we go. Why, I want a place in uh, Turks and Caicos. Here we go. Uh, Gimbal to bimbo. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you ain't had seen a gimbal until you've seen one sleep in a thimble. Send it off. (laughs) And we're done. I'll be waiting by the mailbox for my check. (laughs) Don't let any kids touch it. I hate those little pricks. Uh, No, apparently he said, you have them, I'll amuse them. Uh, It's talking about having kids. Uh, She said, one time, they got an old bus out, and they took him around to the schools. And as Ted stood on the first step of the antique bus, the skies cleared. And from every orifice of that school came droves of children running as fast as they could, shouting. And when he saw those hordes of children just tearing in his direction, he turned to get back in the bus. And she said, I was there. And his expression was just, oh, my God. She said he was scared of the children. I think anybody with uh, with throngs of people running at. But how would they how would they? Here's the question. How would kids recognize him? Well, maybe they made an announcement. Okay. You know, something along it's those like lines. It's like you wouldn't say, oh, my here. God, that's the guy who wrote Cat in the Hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, born in Springfield, Massachusetts, to a family of brewers, uh, Theodore lost his editor's role on the Dartmouth College magazine because he had been drinking gin chasers uh, during Prohibition. So he Playing got, a little grab ass. Got in trouble with uh, for that. Uh, instead of quitting the publication completely, though, he started to write under the pen name Dr. Seuss. After graduating from the Ivy League University, he moved to England, and he was going to study English literature at Oxford with the intention of becoming a teacher. And it was there that he met his first wife, Helen Palmer, who persuaded him that he had a future in drawing after seeing him, uh, you know, doodling and, yeah. and, and drawing some characters and things. So I he call this doodle the poodle. Uh, he left without a degree. He returned to the U.S., forging a career in creating cartoons for firms such as Standard Oil and General Electric. <laughs> now, for a man who would go on to write environmentalist, the environmentalist book, The Lorax, uh, later turned into a play and a movie, uh, an anti-bigotry story, Horton Hears a Who, uh, he was anything but right on. When not drawing for the U.S. industrial powerhouses, he wrote controversial material for Judge Magazine, one 1929 illustration showed black people with exaggerated lips being offered to a white shopper under the sign of an N-word for your woodpile. Wow. So I remember hearing about this. I've not seen the illustration. So what was the context of it? Was it? It was, uh, let's see, it was for Judge Magazine and... Was uh, was it a political cartoon or was he just... It sounds, because if he was... 
I don't know. I don't know. Black people with exaggerated lips being offered to a white shopper under the sign of an N-word for your woodpile. So I don't know why. I, I mean, I, it, know, it, I had no idea what the context of it was. Listen, I'm I, sure it wasn't good no matter what. No, no, it probably wasn't. <laughs> We're uh, going to take this one out of your uh, out of your portfolio, if you don't mind. Uh, during World War II, he was asked Get to Get back write, to the snitches. Uh, to write propaganda uh, for... <laughs> For the U.S. government, uh, including derogatory cartoons of Japanese Americans that played on stereotypes that accused them of being a dangerous enemy. Well, that was now that was okay. So that was during World War II, uh, and it was war propaganda. He would uh, later apologize for yeah. these negative portrayals. Attempts at writing something more racy proved, proved had proved to be embarrassing as well. Apparently, he had an adult picture book. Called the Seven Lady Godivas, mm. featuring sketches of naked women, and apparently that was a bit of a flop. Uh, so this is uh, this is Doctor Seuss. If you're just tuning in, who we're talking about? New character, Cletus the penis. Oh, Jesus. Uh, when his career, as, oh, the things it can make. When his career as a children's author started to take off in the fifties, Helen, his first wife, who had also been a successful children's writer, gave up her career to focus on Theodore, whom she had married in 1927. So by this point in time he's making some good money now right i we guess assume? so i guess so. i'm not sure when those books first hit and really started to take off i so you know obviously it had it would have to be decades because by the time the grinch the original grinch cartoon was made dr seuss was well established yeah and when was that so yeah, that's so got to be 66 67 yeah. i mean the books came out the most popular books came out in the late 50s uh and okay. then the uh so grinch stole christmas was 57 cat in the hat was also 57 yeah green eggs and ham was right after that so then the movie came out steve in 1966 and so i'm sure that he made bank yeah. on that yeah uh unable to have children after having her ovaries removed during emergency surgery uh helen looked after theodore instead Maybe he was inspired to something to write about that, about her ovaries being removed. Um, She was his editor, spokesman, financial advisor, and general helper. But after 40 years of marriage, everything fell apart when Theodore, known as Ted to friends, grew close to his beautiful and much younger neighbor, Uh Audrey Diamond. That's a porn star name right Audrey Diamond, yeah. Audrey and her doctor husband, Gray, were also close friends. That's when I wrote the snatch in the patch. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> now, um, now you can't take anything he's written without attributing something horrific to it. Yeah, who was one? There was one he wrote about a pair of pants that could talk. I remember that one. Oh, uh, the mole for, in my hole? No, and it was uh, it was part of a series of short stories. I, it might have been the same one that had the the sneeches in it. Uh, but I was I loved that stuff. Uh, so anyhow. Uh, so they were close friends of the Geisels, these neighbors, uh, often coming over for dinner to the couple's mountaintop home in La Jolla, uh, during a whale watching trip in the early sixties. Let's Aud- go watch whales. Audrey and Theodore came into contact as the boat shifted about. So that's, that's what they call it. Came into contact, meaning they started banging. Well, that seems bizarre. They're out whale watching the boat shifts and what is, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was aroused. Yeah, this is all right. Was somebody they pulled up the uh, the picture of the, the the pair of pants with nobody inside them? Yeah. All right, but anyway. Uh, so, so so they is that meaning to suggest that the first time they had any physical contact? So are, are we led to believe that they they actually had intercourse during whale watching? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, realizing that something was amiss in her marriage and crippled by a series of illnesses, including cancer, Helen took an overdose of pills. <laughs> 
in October 1967. In her suicide note, she had hinted at the reason for giving up on life, writing, What has happened to us? I don't know. I feel myself in a spiral, going down, down, down into a black hole from which there is no escape, no brightness. And loud in my ears, from every side, I hear failure, failure, failure. My going will leave quite a rumor, but you can say I was overworked and overwrought. Your reputation with your friends and fans will not be harmed. Wow. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, man. I was whale watching. That's, uh, that's, uh, that paints a, um, it, you know, it's hard. Listen, listen, a lot of the work is, uh, the message is still there, and it's oh, still good. they're great good, stories. And they're great stories. Yeah. So the, the man was dramatically flawed, yeah. we'll say. Uh, so within a year, Audrey had divorced her husband and married Theodore, 18 years her senior, committing to a life with the author who also wrote The Cat in the Hat, meant putting him before her family. She sent her daughters, then uh, 9 and 14, away to boarding school. They annoy me. In an interview, Audrey admitted that they wouldn't have been happy with Ted, and Ted wouldn't have been happy with them. He had a weird... Wow. He had those, like, super huge eyebrows. Did you see the pictures of him? No. Like, he's one of these dudes who just let his eyebrows go completely... I can't stand that. ...off the charts. <laughs> My dad has done that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Trim him. Uh, Ted's... Trim him uh, when he's asleep. <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> like in Step Brothers, you're there with a, a pen light in your mouth. She said, uh, Ted's a hard man to break down, but uh, this is who he was. He lived his whole life without children, and he was very happy without children. I've never been very maternal. My life with him was what I wanted it to be. I hate kids. <laughs> uh, by the way, but they're of, good for making money. One of his stepdaughters, uh, Lark Cates, said in a speech in 2003, I always thought that uh, the cat was Ted on his good days and the Grinch was Ted on his bad days. Hmm, that's interesting. But Helen's death, his first wife, had in fact hit him hard. He considered ending his own life and suffered from bouts of depression. Audrey had said, I have a theory that if you look at Theodore Geisel's life, then everything was meant to happen. When I came into his life, I was very necessary. His general health was bad, and he needed more and more assistance. What What would you say is your favorite of all the Dr. Seuss books? There are a couple of them. My favorite was a book called uh, Happy Birthday to Me. And it would, it's what I always wanted. I think it was called, or it was Happy Birthday to Me or the, ha- or the Birthday Bird, the Happy Birthday Bird. Anyhow, on your birthday, this really big, fantastical bird arrives right. and whisks you off for the greatest day in your life. And the bird is supposed to be your neighbor's daughter. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess in hindsight, maybe. Right, so. Oh, it's Happy Birthday to you. Oh. That's it. I have. Uh, this is one I've never read. Oh, but I've, I've, I've seen one. the cover, yeah. I love it so much. So what happens when the, the bird whisks you off on your, is like on a, on a magical birthday thing? Everything. You go, you go and, and you have the greatest meal of your life. You, you get go, to meet Hitler. You go swimming. You meet Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go whale watching. <laughs> But he's very nice. This is not the Hitler that you yes, know. Yes, yeah, no, he's, no it's, he's it's lots of stuff. It's, it's nice uh, yeah, going over to Chuck E. Cheese and the whole thing. All right. So anyhow, and they also at some point he, you get gifted this. Uh, and a, did you say that you're this year's old? <laughs> <laughs> you get gifted this uh, these these uh, uh, like a pet that's like uh, twenty feet tall or something wow. like that. I'm trying to remember all these things. It's a giant fireworks display at the end of the day. It's so really it's, it's, in, in classic magical fashion. To me, the Grinch is the core. That's my favorite. Any story that that is a, a story of redemption of of of. That's why I love a Christmas Carol. Basically, the Grinch is a Christmas Carol. But was the Grinch a book? 
Yes, it was, it was a book, wasn't okay. it? I don't know. Well, I've, I've only Nick, seen the... It was yeah, a book, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah, I've only the seen... the ones that I mentioned. It came out in 1957, and then that was the uh, the movie that put Dr. Seuss on the financial map. So we're looking at... Let, let me pull up the list and, and see if you remember the... Oh, my God, there's tons of there's them. There's 60 right. books. Well, you have a lot of bills. But there's what, Steve? I kid you not. What? There's a book. It was his first book. It's called The Pocket Book of Boners. I kid <laughs> right. you You'd not. You reported on this a while ago. And, and boners meaning jokes, the right? Jokes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the yeah. Pocket Book of Boners. <laughs> Okie dokie. It's, it's, it was followed up with The Book of Erections. Okay. Uh, all right, here's a, here's a good one. And, and to think I saw that on Mulberry Street. That was a good one. That, yeah. The 500 Hats of Bartholomew Covens. I remember that one. Was that made into a movie? I think it was. That I don't know. All right. Uh, Horton here, it says Horton Hatch is the egg. That was the first one. Okay. And then eventually it was Horton Here's a Who. I love yes. Horton Here's a Who. Uh, Thidwick the Big Hearted Moose. I don't remember that. That was the, uh, that was the, the <laughs> sequel to Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> Mussolini, yeah. Mussolini. Oh. If I ran the zoo, I remember that one. Oh, I, I loved kept... that one. That was fun. What What was the the premise of that one? Uh, I think there was somebody that wanted to be in the zoo, and they kept kicking them out. Right? Mm, I don't know. I do remember that, like the animals were all outrageous. Like there was a, a spotted spotted yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, polar bear, Snarf or something turtle. like that. Right? Yeah. With, like big green spots on them. Yeah. Um, you know what? Kicking out of the zoo might be that. Might be a different one. I think it's a different one. All right, so kick me out of the zoo because I drank too much. <laughs> I'm a five testicle wank splanker. Uh, Yertle the turtle and other stories. So in that, you also you have Yertle the turtle. You have Gertrude McFuzz. I remember that one. And Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. And the big oh the big brag a rabbit and a bear. I remember this. The rabbit could hear further than and the bear could smell further. Right. And then eventually they're beaten out by a worm who could see farthest, if I recall correctly. And 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 Horton hears a who Horton. Is hearing a very tiny creature, right? Yeah, he's holding a like a um, a flower. Yeah, and he can hear something. And there's a whole community. The who's? The, the, yeah. the who's? It's that, the who's? The in Whoville, right? All the who's in Whoville are down in the the flower. And that's, get out of here. And that's, that's where, where the Grinch is. And he crushes him. Could have just okay. Uh, no, I, I did not. I never put that together. Uh, let's see. If I ran the circus, Cat in the Hat, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Cat in the Hat comes back. And then there was a very candid one called, I do not love my wife anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And she has cancer. (laughs) Uh, Here you go. Uh, I remember this one. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. That was one of the more even elementary. It was like learning to count and recognize Like a Sesame Streetish vibe? Yeah, yeah. Casey's telling me we got to wrap up. All right. Boy 1 and Boy 2 were in that one, right? Uh, Or Thing 1 and Thing 2? No, they were in uh, Cat in the Hat. I think they made an appearance in some some of the other ones. So okay. some of these uh, were ported to other stories. Uh, hop on Pop, Fox and Socks, so I on and so Hop forth. on Pop. I wish you would have gone through this list earlier. Yeah, that's a good one. But we go, oh, dude. Well, hop and Pop, my... Uh, hop on this Pop. Right. No. But we gotta, we have to take a break. But anyhow, uh, Dr. Seuss was a bit of a different person than you may have thought he would be, but we still have this great, this great material. There you go. That's all there is to it. There you go. He gave us Mussolini. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, we will be back in mere moments. We have an announcement coming up in a little while. We got trash on the way, music news. But first, we'll get to the Bizarre File when we return. So stay there. We'll be right back. In the still of the night, I hear the wolf out honey. 93.3 WMMR presents. Sniffing around your door. Hailstorm. This Saturday, indoors at BBNT Pavilion with In This Moment. 
Join us for complete concert coverage. Broadcasting live from the venue with Marcus for a vicious indoor rock extravaganza. Get ready to get rocked with Hailstorm. And in this moment, presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we've got uh, another bizarre file to do. Let's get to it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Yeah. This morning, it's brought to you by Lorenzo and Sons Pizza. Lorenzo and Sons Pizza has been family owned and operated since 1970. You can visit Lorenzo and Sons Pizza on South Street in Westchester in the Wells Fargo Center and Xfinity Live coming in spring 2019. A Florida mother is warning other parents after she and her son drifted out to sea atop an inflatable swan. Oh, these big suckers. Yes. The idyllic beach day started out postcard perfect for Tara Myers and her son, Brennan Saleta. Myers and her seven-year-old son spend a lot of time on the Gulf of Mexico and decided to take a or get a large inflatable swan for their trip. Mommy, mommy, let's get a swan. Minutes after launching it in what appeared to be calm waters, the current carried them a mile out to sea. And she said, I was not sure if we were going to keep drifting because land just kept getting farther and farther and farther away. She tried to paddle back but could not overcome the waves. They were adrift for more than an hour. (laughs) Uh, she said, I've never been more scared in my entire life. Welcome uh, to Cuba. A fire rescue boat came to their aid after people on the beach saw them and called 911. Yeah, yeah. When they got back to shore, they used a jagged edge and sharp point from Brennan's shark tooth necklace to destroy the swan before they threw it away. <laughs> I'll tell you what else, man. Things, inflatables and things that have something that goes high up like that, it becomes a sail. It does, yes. I remember we were at the, uh, the Inner Harbor in Baltimore, and we decided to... Rent one of those dragon paddle boats. Oh, yeah. That big dragon head is a sail. (laughs) And started taking us with, we had to work so freaking hard to get back to the dock. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous because we were going against the wind. In a kayak, you're a sail when you're sitting up. You're right. Anything that can catch the wind. Yep. A Toronto police officer who ate a marijuana-laced chocolate bar seized in a pot shop raid has pleaded guilty to attempting to obstruct justice. Constable Vittori Dominelli said he is remorseful and ashamed of his actions. Uh, The justice in charge of the case, Justice Mary Meisner, said uh, Dominelli is, quote, a complete idiot for tampering (laughs) with evidence. Well, they held back. Uh, in a statement, uh, the statement says that Dominelli took three hazelnut chocolate bars infused with cannabis oil from the raid. Dominelli and another officer later ate one chocolate bar and became intoxicated in about 20 minutes and eventually radioed for help. They were on duty. And they yeah, ate this stuff, all right? you so, probably should not be doing that. So Constable Jamie Young and Dominelli allegedly assisted in the execution of a search warrant at a marijuana dispensary. The charges allege that Young later failed to account for a chocolate hazelnut bar infused with cannabis oils seized during the search. And around 11 p.m. on the night of the raid, both Young and Dominelli were assigned to surveillance studio. duty. So they're bored. Yeah. They're on surveillance. They ate the chocolate. About two hours later, Dominelli made a call for assistance over the police radio, claiming that he felt that he was going to pass out after running. 
Nominelli used the 1033 police code, normally reserved to indicate an officer in serious trouble. <laughs> uh, responding officers said Young and Dominelli appeared to be in distress. And when they were found, and they were both taken to a hospital, so they got into a bit of trouble over that. Uh, this is wild, man. A Chinese teenager who already holds two Guinness World Records broke two more by solving Rubik's Cubes in unusual ways. Q uh, Jen Yu was observed by a Guinness uh, adjudicator when he solved three Rubik's Cubes at once, one in each hand and one with his feet, and he Whoa. did it in one minute and 36.39 seconds. That's amazing. Yeah, it's all amazing at and the annoying. same time. Uh, Q then uh, suspended himself from a bar and broke the record for fastest time to solve a Rubik's Cube upside down, finishing... Q. With a time of 15.84 seconds, 1.6 seconds faster than the previous record holder. He previously broke Guinness World Records for fastest time to solve three Rubik's Cubes while juggling and fastest time to solve a Rubik's Cube by a team of two. He also put together a 1,000-piece puzzle with his ass. He said, uh, for beginners, it may look much difficult to achieve these records. At first, I solved the cubes by using the formulas. After a million times of practice, I was familiar with all the logic of the formulas, and then I upgraded them to my own way. Shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but he was able to do it. That's nah, amazing. Uh, and I tell you what, we'll do... Uh, We'll do one more story. I love this one. Uh, passengers aboard a plane that was headed to London this week were ordered to evacuate by French authorities because it was revealed that the carrier owed a substantial amount of money from 2014 on the aircraft. It was repossessed while people were on it. Oh. Wow. That cannot make you feel confident. <laughs> the Rainair Boeing 737 was impounded and all 149 passengers were told to turn around and head back to the airport. Travelers were left out of the loop for most of the ordeal with only two text messages telling them that the departure was delayed and that they would receive vouchers worth about $6 for food. Well, besides that, you know, fuel's expensive. Yeah. How can you be sure they were gassed up? One passenger told the Associated Press that uh, airport authorities told them there was an issue with the plane. In reality, Rainier's plane was seized because of overdue bills. Rainier had been ordered by for some time to pay back funds that the European Union had declared to be illegal subsidies. And they had been trying since 2014 to recover the money. A final legal warning was sent in May, but after six months without a response from Rainier, it was time to act. The aircraft wow. was only released after Rainier paid a bill of $610,000. Uh, the budget airliner is known in Europe for its inexpensive flight tickets achieved with the aid of add-on fares, including food and carry-ons larger than a purse. So... They managed to repossess the plane. That's crazy. And kick people off of the flight. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. You've been good. Let's give something away to you. How about this? I have got, can I give away one of these? Sure. All right, Tom Segura. I've got tickets to his show. You can see him live November 16th at 10.30 p.m. at the Miriam Theater. Miriam Theater. I'll take caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. The first three shows have sold out. Wow. Don't miss a chance to get tickets to his fourth show before they are gone. Tickets are on sale now via KimmelCenter.org. So that's, again, November 16th, 10.30 p.m. at the Miriam Theater. We'll take caller number 18. And the tickets are yours. Take a break. Come back and give some more stuff away. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. 
Smashing Pumpkins. Dorothy. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The President Steve Show. And a big thank you. Uh, we had a real Philly Deli tour stop in today. And it's uh, Reen's Deli and Catering, five decades serving families in the Northeast. Wonderful. Just one of the reasons why that they are a Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli Tour family, man. So uh, they do catering as well. You can learn more at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deli. And I've made, made me a plate, which I'm going to get to a little bit here for lunch. But I smell that chicken salad. You were going on about that, Yeah, Steve. it's excellent. Yum. So uh, thank you guys for coming here. And there's a Real Philly Deli Tour video. At uh, WMMR.com, and you do want to see that. So we're going to do the lesson question. Today we're going to find out if you've been listening closely, and we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to the Philadelphia Wings Lacrosse Welcome Home Opener. And it's going to be December 15th, and we had uh, Wingston stop in, their mascot. Yes. And he was great. Took some pictures. They brought some cupcakes for us, so we're going to give away tickets. If you can answer this question correctly... What kind of delicious but potentially dangerous pie does Steve's wife like to make him around the holidays? 215-263-WMMR. It's true. Kind of delicious but potentially dangerous pie does Steve's wife like to make for him around the holidays? 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you should know. Call now. We're going to do trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And what do you have for us this morning, Steve? Well, Caitlyn Jenner's Malibu home miraculously received no damage from the raging wildfires that have been tearing through the area. Firefighters credit Caitlin herself who used a gardening trowel to dig a 15-by-20-foot trench around the two-acre home. Oh, my God. 85-year-old Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was released from the hospital after fracturing three ribs on Thursday. Ginsburg says that while she's doing much better, she did feel a little tightness during her spin class. Oh, oh my God. And finally, Barry Manilow being sued by a laser lighting company claiming he failed to pay them for work they did this past summer. Manilow often employs lasers at his shows, but not for theatrical purposes, but rather to burn out the cataracts of his thousand-year-old audience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Hollywood track. All right. Uh, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Um, what kind of delicious but potentially dangerous pie does uh, Steve's wife like to make for him around the holidays? And I'm going to go to Andrew, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Andrew, how you doing, man? Hey, Preston, good morning. Hey, what type of pie does uh, Steve's wife make for him? It is a raw chicken pie. Yes. yes. Raw chicken pie. Hang on a second there, Andrew. You lucky dog. You get a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings lacrosse welcome home opener. And uh, the Wings face off against the Buffalo Bandits on Saturday, December 15th at 1 p.m. at the Wells Fargo Center. I was going to let you solo for a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even uh, know. I'm sorry. Enjoy the party and expect the unexpected. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Prepare to be rushing fire. All right, and this morning it is brought to you by uh, Worldwide Stereo. Highly anticipated Wow and Wonder gift guide is out now. Holiday gifts that rock and picked by the experts at Worldwide Stereo, Montgomeryville, Ardmore, and www.stereo.com. Did you guys see this? 
only minutes after guesting with Billy Joel on stage Saturday night at Madison Square Garden, Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry unexpe- or had experienced shortness of breath and was treated by paramedics. Heard about this. Yeah, he is uh, now 68 years old. Uh, performed Walk This Way with Billy and his band and was taken out of the garden on a stretcher after paramedics worked on him in his dressing room, reportedly inserting a tracheal tube down his throat at one point. It was, what, about a year ago that he had something else on stage? Yeah. Another that incident? Was, he got he, he being it was passed in two, out or something? 2016, yeah. He collapsed during a Hollywood Vampires gig in uh, Brooklyn. I hope he's not pushing it too much. And they had wondered if he was... We had heard rumors there were some heart issues with him, but... His reps released an official statement on Sunday. It said this morning Perry remains in the hospital where he is alert and responsive. Uh, the Aerosmith guitarist uh, will be unable to appear today at the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp in Florida and apologize to those attending. Perry is expected to return to the road later this month. So he, hopefully it's not a more serious underlying problem. Yeah, he's a great guy, and obviously the band is great, but they're, they're older, and they are seriously considering changing it to shamble this way. Oh, really? Yeah. Shamble this way. No, I hope he's got his heart thoroughly checked out. I watched over the weekend. Uh, I didn't get to see the actual story, but I saw a tease for it. But um, Real Sports of Brian Gumble. Yes. Uh, they covered John Dorenbos and right. his heart surgery that he had to go through with. And, and that was completely, I mean, no one was aware until he went in for the physical. And it was just like, you can't you play to, football anymore yeah. and you need open heart surgery right now. Saved so his life. It did, absolutely. Uh, the wildfires raging in California have claimed the lives of at least 25 people at press time. Left entire towns. It's more now. It's at least 30 by now. Uh, left entire towns and thousands of uh, homes destroyed and displaced tens of thousands of residents. Among those are a number of celebrities and several prominent rock artists. Tool guitarist Adam Jones and his family were forced to flee. Uh, the fate of their home uncertain. Jones wrote on Instagram, thank you for all the concern, love, and support. This is crazy and heartbreaking. God bless all those affected by these horrific wildfires. I hope our home survives. If not, it's just stuff. And I have my best friend, Corin, and our two boys safe and sound. Limp Biscuit man, frontman Fred Durst was less fortunate. Uh, his house burned down. Uh, well, Limp Biscuit and uh, Wes Borland, or I'm sorry, well, Wes Borland, who's a guitarist of the band, shared footage of a burning house and wrote, My pedal board, two guitars, two amps, two by 12 cabinets, several other pedals. And miscellaneous equipment were inside this house. But it's unclear if it was his house or if it was Durst's house. It might have mm. been his Durst's house. Uh, Flea and his family were also forced to evacuate their Malibu home, although the house was apparently saved from the flames. Flea wrote, my house might have burned down last night if it were not for my friend Eric, who defied the evacuation orders and stayed up all through the night armed with his wits and garden hose. And put out all the little fires at my house and my neighbors saving our asses. That's amazing. Yeah, Flea added, times like these, we have to do everything that we can to help each other, listen to each other, step up for our neighbors. Empathy is everything, our greatest trait. So, by the way, you know, you have this whole horrific situation, and so your house doesn't get, you know, taken out by fire. You're going to have burned out rubble around you. You're going to have that smell around you. When it rains, the flooding's going to be that much worse because you have nothing to stop it now. Uh, So there's a whole complicated series of issues that arise because of this. There's more problems to come, no question. Ghost frontman Tobias Forge, who performs as Cardinal Copia, was asked in an interview recently if he was, in fact, a Satanist. Forge, who has performed in the band as an anti-Pope figure and has immersed the group in occult imagery, answered... From a strictly Christian point of view, if that means believing in a physical half-man, half-ram living in the underground, no. I don't believe there is such a thing. I'm not the opposite either. 
He said, I'm sure in the eyes of the beholder, if I was put in front of true God-fearing Bible thumpers, I would probably be regarded as a Satanist just because I'm not a God-fearing Bible thumper. But the concept of Satanism has many, many forms. Uh, the singer outlined how the rise of the Church of Satan in the 1960s led to acts like Black Sabbath, Coven, Black Widow, uh, to use satanic imagery in their music, saying at the end of the day, heavy metal, black metal, all that is based upon the culture, uh, that culture Satanism. Uh, from that point of view, I would definitely say that culturally, I'm definitely, for lack of a better way of putting it, in a devil-liking, uh, I'm a devil-liking kind of guy. <laughs> He said, but I wouldn't sacrifice a baby to a half-ram that I believe to be living in the underground. Prove it. And I would never, ever encourage anyone to do that. Spoken exactly like someone who believes in a half-ram human half living human. underground. All That Remains guitarist, Ollie Herbert, died from drowning his widow, Ooh. Beth, had revealed on Facebook. The 44-year-old guitarist went missing on October 16th. He was found dead in a pond near his home in Connecticut. Beth wrote the autopsy and toxicology report determined that her husband drowned after apparently ingesting antidepressant medication and sleeping pills. She said uh, Ollie was apparently self-treating for manic depression that has run in his family for several generations. Antidepressants were found in his system as well as a sleep aid. The psych meds found in his system were the same ones that a close relative has been prescribed for a long time. <clears throat> so he knew what to hunt down for the treatment. Beth continued by saying, seeing how he was not and wouldn't go to a doctor to get diagnosed with the issue and was not being prescribed the medications and monitored on them, it explains his occasional erratic behavior here at home. She has said anyone who knew where her late husband was getting the drugs that he was taking should contact Troop C of the Connecticut State Police. As for how Ollie ended up in the pond, Beth later explained one of the drugs can have hallucinogenic effects, also restlessness. Ollie kept wanting to go outside that night before he disappeared, and he kept walking towards the pond, which is a pitch-black part of the of our property as well as very slippery. Add to that the fact that it was raining that evening. Apparently, he left the house after I went to bed, so I couldn't stop him and bring him back inside. Uh, so they think he get, he fell in or something like that. Yeah, and, and, you know, man, what do you do? Do you want to stay living at a house where, you know, someone that happens? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, All That Remains has named guitar virtuoso and YouTube YouTube personality Jason Richardson as a temporary member of the band's lineup for its December tour mm. of Europe with Seven Dust. And then finally, Mastodon guitarist Brent Hines has finally explained why he was missing from the 2018 Grammy Awards ceremony last January, which his band walked off at the prize for best metal performance for the song Sultan's Curse. What happened? His bandmates were there at the event to collect the Grammy, but there was no sign of Hines and no explanation for his absence. There was speculation that he had been banned after being kicked out in 2015 or that he had even been asked to leave again. Uh, he has now revealed why he wasn't there. He said on Instagram that he was the victim of a hit and run after doing some recording for the soundtrack of a friend's film. He said, I was lucky enough to live through playing a little bit of guitar on the soundtrack on January 23rd, 2018, and that's why I couldn't attend the Grammys. I was involved in a hit and run on my motorcycle and ended me up in the hospital. Well, that's a good reason. said, I got absolutely no shout-out from my best friends slash bandmates. I know they love me and just being, just be, and just be having stupid nervousness, but still. Here's a few <laughs> photos of the results. And I guess he showed a picture of them with, uh, with, of him with, uh, Road rash on his face and a neck brace and all that stuff. So, they, yeah, they didn't give him a shout-out from the stage. No, no. Yeah, come on. I don't know why. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. All right, we have an announcement to make. 
A concert announcement. Tickets for this event go on sale Friday, uh, the 16th. That's this Friday. And it will be at themetphilly.com. So the show is going to be at the Met. And we are announcing the show. Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Yes, it's called Weird Al Yankovic Strings Attached, a rock and comedy symphonic experience, July 12th at the Met in Philadelphia. That, that to me, sounds like a perfect show. It could be a lot and, of fun. And that venue? Uh, so, since it's going to be on the 12th, we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you a pair of tickets before you can buy them. I know Nick Murphy in our video department is a fanatical Weird yes. Al fan. And I'm sure he's going to be at the show. So let's take care of you with those tickets. Caller number 12, once again, Weird Al Yankovic at the Met in Philadelphia, July 12th. It's a little ways off. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at themetphilly.com. So give us a call right now if you want to win those tickets. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Get ready to wrap things up. Stay there. We'll be right back. Whether social. Hey, welcome in. Or antisocial. Hey, get out. Join your MMR pals on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Groovy photos, videos, and social commentary. Plus, we find them the perfect place to waste time during the company meetings. Hashtag MMR rocks. And the uh, Preston and Steve show on a Monday morning. I don't know what it was. Kathy was really singing along to something last week. Oh, and um, I didn't point it out. I was just, I just kind of let her go. Harvey Danger? I don't know. What, uh, flagpole sitter? <laughs> she does remember. sing a lot. Uh, now that yeah. you pointed it out, I, I, I know I hear it now. Like, and I don't even realize it. I know. Sometimes. I could tell that you were subconsciously, yeah. it was just coming out of you. I, I thought it was cute. It was fun. Oh, thank so, you. It was nice. You're adorable. Uh, know, so even cute. though you smell like puke. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> You're covered in vomit. And Jace kept coming adorable. in to check on me. He actually was really cute. He brought me a bottle of water one Aww. time. And he goes, but I'm not going to stay in here because I don't want you to throw up all over me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to throw yeah. up on you. You're, you're creating a little you. Kathy had a, a bout of food poisoning over the weekend. Nasty. Bad. But thanks for sharing. We appreciate yeah. that. And thank you as well to uh, our friends from uh, Reen's Deli and Catering for coming in this morning. Excellent. Um, yeah, I just had my lunch. And, and yes, I, get, I got a couple of confirmations on the gloriousness of their chicken salad, Steve. <laughs> I Not know. Not only you and I, but I saw some text messages of, yes, Reens has the best chicken salad. There we go. Well, Trish uh, Long, who is uh, in our sales uh, staff, she's the one who put this whole thing together, the deli tour. And every deli she goes to, because she goes, every time I shoot a video, she goes to them. She always gets the chicken salad. and she, it's, She's like on a, a chicken salad quest, and she said, hands down, this is the best one she had. There's your litmus test right there. Uh, you can visit them at the Parkwood Shopping Center to order the hoagie sandwiches, salads, and hot platters you love, or you can call them to cater your next function. You can learn more at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deli, and you'll see, K- you'll see Casey's real Philly Deli Tour video as well. Have you guys seen the commercial on TV, the Deaton Watson commercial? It's it's all the uh, the deli owners and deli workers. And no. it's, it, it's awesome because I've done videos with every single person. And, and, and so at first I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that guy. And then, uh, you know, like Linda from Linda, uh, Linden's Deli, they won like the, the sandwich of the year. Um, like I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know every single one of these people. I know where that deli is, this deli is, yeah. We're blessed no. to have these great places in the area. I have not seen that commercial, but I have seen the commercial where the guy's nose plays the flight of the bumblebee. Geico. <laughs> yeah, Steve and I were watching that this morning. So Grandpa's laying, laying back in his uh, recliner, uh-huh. and you, they've animated his nose So as he's, as he's snoring. It's twitching. 
It's probably my favorite commercial right now. Yeah, I've seen both. Okay. Uh, Casey, is this count accurate that this was actually the 25th one of these that you've done, this uh, Reen's Deli? I, I've lost count. Okay. This, I've, on I've, our website, it says stop number 25, which is pretty amazing. So, you know, Casey, by the way, my wife has started going to a couple of the delis. She's now checked out a few places. And, uh, yeah, these are these little gems that are family-owned and operated that you were unaware of. And now you can go find great food. Obviously, people in the neighborhood know it. But you head on over and find it out. Are you watching the video? No, I'm watching oh, Pierre okay. having a little bit of an issue with his glasses over here. It's a feeble old man in the studio. <laughs> uh, oh, I almost said it, too. You almost said it. And I say it. Shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> or I will effing kick your effing ass. Whoa, you peace and love. Ass. Good morning to you, Good too. morning and peace and love. <laughs> wow. Okay. You get finer with age, sir. Thank you. That's what a true wife would say. I know. I, you, you louse. Yeah. All right. I have to do another thank you. I want to thank uh, Kevin White and uh, Aaron Lucos who came by. So, uh, Yay. Aaron, Aaron is from the Bucks County. Uh, she's executive director of the Bucks County OC, uh, which I forgot what OC stands for. But uh, they are they're a group that helps uh, people who are, um, who are impoverished. Uh, what is it? Opportunity Council. Yes. Yeah. So it helps get people back on their feet. They get somewhere in the neighborhood of like five to six thousand pounds of food a week from Phil Abundance. And so Kevin was here with Aaron Aaron's the uh, executive director. And then Kevin is somebody, he's a client. He goes to them for assistance and has needed to. He went there about six months ago. And now he's helping other people. He's turned it around and he's doing likewise. And you find that the people who do this, who do get the services, Wade Preston, yeah. they come back. And they're supercharged to help out. And Kevin was one of those guys. So this is what you're helping to move forward when you come to the Camp Out for Hunger and and donate. So we wanted to have some uh, real stories, some tangible stories, uh, some reasons for you other than what you might be think you're contributing to to just kind of uh, put a name and a face to it. So. Well, the last thing we want is, listen, we, we look forward to it. And it's it's a huge thing and it's a huge event and it means a lot. And it's in many ways, it kicks off the holiday season for a lot of us. We feel that way. But the last thing we want it to become is, oh, yeah, one of those deals. We want it to, you know, because the the urgency and the importance of it has not waned. And as you pointed out, Philadelphia has a bad um, yeah. situation going on yeah. here with the uh, people who are uh, food insecure, as they say. So yeah. we well, need to make a difference. Well that's below why, the poverty line. That's why as much as uh, I love the stories of the giant donations, to me, I actually prefer the the individual stories of I'll never forget the guy that took three or four buses yeah, uh, yeah. to come down with with one bag of food, and it was all he could do to do it. And to me, that that he was the star of that campout. And there are a number of people that are like him, yeah. And there are a number of people like the gentleman you brought on, who you who you might see every day, and not realize that they have a shortage in their house. And um, it's this is not you know it does help you know homeless folks and people like that, but it's not just that there's a number of folks who struggle uh in a great way and have fallen through the cracks in one way or the other and it's and, good and it could be your neighbor very well could be yeah. your neighbor and you're not going to know because yep. they don't want to broadcast that they stuff. don't want to yes so i mean the fact that that there are a number of services uh that people can take advantage of that are f- that are fueled by this um food drive is amazing Yep, absolutely. And, so, and if there, sorry, if there's any more of you that are out there that would like to come on and tell your story, let us know. Yeah, and uh, either with President Steve or me, when I'm down there, I'd love to have your story be told if you're willing to tell it. 
Uh, so thanks to uh, Kevin and Aaron for being here. <clears throat> we have that information all post on PrestonStave.com. If you want to help out with the Bucks County Opportunity Council, you can certainly do that. But get yourself set for Camp Out for Hunger two weeks from today. Uh, shall we do the letter of the day? Peace and love. All right, here it is. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. P. It's in peace. I love it. Uh, so letter P. can't see without his glasses. And we have uh, $500 from Ashley Home Stores, our green room and privilege section sponsor for this year's camp out. You can check out the President Steve stand-up display in participating Ashley Home Store locations to register to win this year's camp out for hunger green room furniture that we will have there. Entry deadline is Sunday, November 25th. So you can go to WMMR.com to get all the details. Yeah, we're going to have the privilege section. Back, yes. Which is going to be a lot of fun prizes for people who come out and, and uh, are a part of it. So, in fact, uh, in, in five minutes, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to take a break and get right into our meeting. Yes. To get ready for Camp Out for Hunger. What's coming up on your show, ma'am? Uh, we will have uh, the Shine Down uh, for Free Music Monday that you guys had, the Attention Attention digital download. Uh, got a workforce block of Neil Young, uh, whose birthday it is today, and of Leonard Skinner, uh, <laughs> which is an interesting combo. Uh, we'll also have Kings of Leon in there, and it'll be a fun Monday. That's right, because uh, Neil and uh, Leonard had a little right. back and forth for a moment right. there. Yeah, and He actually loves them, uh, yeah. but... Uh, uh, but he did, him. however, sabotage their plane. <laughs> oh, he did. Wow. That was. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, I didn't, it, it, I didn't, fairly a lot extreme. of people don't know that. Oh, okay. I thought he just wrote Southern Man. <laughs> yeah, <geez>. yeah. <laughs> Took it further. Wow. All right. Well, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. And brought to you by Wilmington University Graduate Studies Fair, November 14th, wilmu.edu slash gradfair. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk to Michael Fishman, who plays DJ on the, sh- the Connors. And we will have Tuesday taking place. And we've got a, we've got a lot of stuff to give away, too. We so do. Make sure we take care of that. That's it. We are done. So, rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Line. What does it take to get these politicians to tear down these damn sides? They are everywhere. Next message. You know, I just listened to the interview with Mickey Hart. That was one of the best interviews ever for the President's Beef Show. Everyone represented themselves eloquently. The questions were perfect. The excitement in Casey's and uh, Nick's voice. He could have been a better guest. I was so excited to see Preston Jam with him. It was just the best interview ever. God bless the Grateful Dead. Next message. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.